boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the 21-22 Sharks season preview with your man's Brody Brazil. But before we get to that point, remember, you want to interact with us on the social, you can find us all the channels, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, Discord, we're all there, Teal Town USA, and if you want to support the show, we love those Super Chats, but we prefer the Venmo option. So, with that, let's get into it. It's me, it's Jerk, it's our pal, Brody, Brody. Brazil. Brazil. Well done. <laughs> I was just Venmoing you guys. <laughs> AJ, wait a second. We've been testing, you know, this little conversation here, technically getting it together. The Jerk has been here the whole time? All the time. And I, and I was not aware of that. I apologize, Jerk. If, That's that, okay. if I could say that to you. Yeah, of course. That's okay. I, you know, it sounded like you guys had a good groove, so I was just laying out. No, there was happen. nothing good about that. I wish you would have. <laughs> I wish you would have jumped in earlier. <laughs> you don't know how many times he probably thinks that about Sonia when him and Curtis are going at it. But anyway, I need Sonia. I, I, I need her to bail me out of the Curtis disaster. Sometimes I'm like, hey, <laughs> ah, cheers, cheers, good sir. What do you got there, rocking? Uh, this is a field work. Super Saint OG. It's a West Coast double IPA. That's Ooh. that's how I'm treating this interview. We're going double IPA. Hey now. We love it. Hey now. I've I've got hey now. I've got the uh revision boogie bus northeast style hazy IPA. Oh hazy, that's good. An IPA. And also um your jersey. I know you're the interviewer here, but let me bring that up. Uh what do you got go Ooh, what do you got going on there? Yeah, little, little, th this is, you know, you, sometimes people say, uh, how did you spend your summer? This is, this is how I spent my <laughs> summer doing, doing fun custom mashups because, uh, I feel like I can do a better job than the sharks, <laughs> but there you go in your honor. It's like, okay, I got to rock my A's one. Logan you, would be proud, right? You, the, you, the, the better, the better Bay area baseball team will say, Oh, <laughs> Ooh, it's like that. Mm -hmm. It is. It is like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will you know tell me, you. noted baseball fan. <laughs> you're a baseball jerk now too, but whatever. Yeah, you're, you know, I, I I'm a man of many tools, <laughs> as they say. You're you're a tool. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, what, I, that is that is creeping me out. Whatever is in the center there, I'm, and my, it's on my screen, really small. Who is that? What is that? What's going that's, on? There? So evidently that's there the, was a that's shot. That's the character I'm I'm portraying today. Yeah. Okay. Evidently there was a shot uh, taken by a paparazzi of Ben Affleck just like totally done with life. He was outside having a smoke. Oh, I see. Okay, and, it is Ben Affleck. Look, it looks like he's got a dart in his hand there too. Yeah, so. yeah, he does. And right. uh, and somebody photoshopped a uh, oh. re reverse retro jersey, and I'm like, you know what? That's the perfect, the perfect <laughs> encapsulation of hockey jerk. They made him the captain too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. Oh, so uh, the. Opening night roster came out a few hours ago. I don't think anybody is surprised by, you know, what happened aside from like, maybe you sit there and go, well, Hataka is on there. Well, yeah, because Kanijov is injured. We're not sure right. how long he's going to be out for. <clears throat> um, but for the most part, um, 
it it's basically how we all kind of thought it was going to go. Uh, the, let's let's just start with what we would consider to be probably the top line, which I was I would assume at this point is Hurdle, centering Balsers and Eklund, and you have to give it up to Eklund. I mean, is this what since Marlowe have we seen a kid get the pass at 18 years old, right? <laughs> well, and, I mean, it's like Marlowe and Vlasic, and pretty much he falls into that category, right? He's, he's, I think tomorrow is his 19th birthday. Yes, yes um, it is. So it is pretty amazing in retrospect. I think what's really cool about it is the progression of this. He's gone from, oh my gosh, I can't believe we drafted him. We were able to draft him. We thought he would go well earlier than seventh. It's gone from that to, well, you know, he might be able to make this team out of training camp, but that's a lot, right? That's a lot to ask. Then he has a really good camp. Um, and not just the exhibition games, but everything coaches say about him. If you watch any slash all all of his interviews, which I have, uh, the maturity level, the way that he handles himself. I mean, his, his, his age is far beyond uh, 19 tomorrow, I'll say that. And then now, I mean, it's literally like, Will the shark store be selling his jersey number seventy-two on opening night? You know, it's it's gone. It it keeps taking more steps, and I know we're probably way ahead of ourselves right now, and we're going to be watching him closely all season. Uh, but this is this is a fun thing to have. It really a story like this and a situation like this, and it's also funny you mentioned Patrick Marlowe because there's a player the Sharks did not really connect with this past off season or going into this season. And here they are uh, with a 19 year old that they will debut on Saturday night. So he's got to be thrilled right now. Um, I'm thrilled for him. I, I can't wait to see how this, how this pans out. It's nice to have some excitement like that. Well, just to hop on what you said for a second, just to kind of go sideways. Are you a little, are you a little surprised that nobody has knocked on Patrick Patrick's door? Yeah. I, I texted Patty the other day. Um, and I'll full disclosure, uh, you know, nothing more than just to say, Hey, like people are interested. I'm interested. What's going on. And he's like, I'm just a free agent. I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. Um, so I didn't want to dive in, excuse me. I didn't want to dive into too much of, uh, what <laughs> the exactly beer is already hitting Brody is it what bubbled, we're saying. It bubbled in, it bubbled <laughs> in my larynx. Can I just say larynx real fast? I hate when that happens. Um, <laughs> So, no, I didn't, I didn't want to dive into too many details like, well, are you, are you skating? What's going on? This or that. Um, I, I just told him, I was like, hey, well, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for that day to happen sooner than later. And I think also, too, guys, when you consider that Joe Thornton is with the Florida Panthers and Patrick Marlowe is without a team, it either speaks to maybe Patty's selectiveness in what's available, what's out there, or also possibly – I mean, this would just be amazing. You know, I, I it's, a, it's a weird and difficult thing to say. I, I always just thought that, you know, being of the similar draft or similar age, identical draft class of 97, I thought that Patty would outlast Joe uh, just because of the way that he, he, you know, less mileage on the body and nothing mm -hmm. more than that. Like Joe plays a really hard physical two-way game. Um, and here we are, that Joe Thornton is still lined up right now to play this season and Patty's not, but... I also want to throw this out there. I think my ideal situation for Patty would be pick up halfway through this season with the team, with a contending team that mm -hmm. had maybe had an injury, 
need some veteran leadership. They know what they're going to get. They know that that on day one when he shows up, he's actually going to be ready to contribute. They're, he's going to give them no problems. He's only going to add. He's not going to subtract. So in a weird way, and, and like wasn't Justin Williams, was that – was he talking about that two years ago, or was that last year? I've lost all track of time. Yeah, Justin Williams did that. I know um, Mike Fisher did that a few yeah. years back as well. Where and and I kind of like that idea. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's a big secret that you know at this point in his career he prefers to be as close to San Jose as possible. Sure. So why not just hang around and and sort of see what happens and then maybe January, February or you know around the deadline he can sign up till yeah. the trade deadline why not sign with that contender and you know he can have the best of both worlds where he's on a good team but also gets to spend most of the year close to home. I mean I yeah. I think at this point that's probably what we're watching out for. Not every player in the league should have or should be afforded this opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're a mediocre run of the mill player like team and you're 35 doing this. That's one thing. But when you're Patty's age and Patty's experience and Patty's background, I think teams should give him the benefit of the doubt if, in fact, like they have the opening, right? And it's kind of a hard fit. They got to be a contender, like a real contender, and they have to have an opening. So um, I know we're, it's funny. We're, we're talking about a guy who's not even on the roster, but it is amazing that Patty's not with any team right now. Yeah. And like we said, the contrast of Eklund okay. in and Patty not part of this team. And that's not a surprise, but this is a moment, right? For those of us who have been around the franchise for a long time and have known him for a long time, this is a moment. And I, look, I, I I don't want to disparage Patty's career whatsoever, but I'm I'm on record sitting there going, I don't know if the Sharks have him on the team this last season, if not for that record. Like, well, look, you know, I mean, but, to but a I would certain also extent, say, look at look at their raw. Wait a second, though. Look at their roster last year. Look how many, uh, you know, let's let's call it what is Barracuda players came up and filled roles. And I've mm-hmm. and I've always said, I said it going into this year. You know, people asked, well, would you bring Patty back? Would you continue to have him around? And my thought was, if if it's a if it's a toss up and you have Patrick Marlowe there or you have somebody who you're kind of sure you want to give a chance, but you're not 100 percent sure that you, you don't really have all the confidence in the world. Give it to Patrick Marlowe, right? Like, and last year that was definitely the case. I mean, they were not, you know, they were not a, a deep team, especially up front by any means last season. So, I, I and I think honestly, with a Benino and a Cogliano, and just you know, I know those aren't, you know, top six players, top six forwards, but they're the kind of depth players and role players that Patty Marlowe would be. Um, mm-hmm. And so they are deeper this year up front, and I think correspondingly, you know, that's why Patty's not around. But so I. I think just last year was a case of, no, I don't. I do not think it was, um, you know, for sentimental purposes. I I think it was like literally, we need the help, and he can help. So well, and I can see that too because you look at everything that's been mentioned with the culture in the room since Pavelski's departure, and so maybe. With Thornton leaving as well, maybe there was something along the lines of, hey, let's get back to that kind of culture, and Marlowe is somebody that can bring that back in, even though he's known as being more of a quiet guy when compared to a Pavelski or a Thornton. So, I, True, but but even then, I mean, if you, if you kind of listen to what uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner have to say, like yeah. his time in Toronto, he... He seemed to be that leader, despite being a person of few words, as you said, AJ, where it's almost 
I don't want to say it's do as I do, but it's almost kind of like, okay, he's been really successful for doing A, B, and C. Let's look more into that, where you don't really need the pep talk or the rah-rah speech from him. You just kind of, you know, watch how he con- uh, conducts himself in these given situations and sort of follow along. And, you know, the one that always comes to mind is, you know, the uh, the intermission uh, cold tubs, right? <laughs> you know, and, and like you have, you know, that that was something that Patrick Marlowe did like as a way like, you know, to stay fresh and, you know, keep keep everything, you know, ready to go for the next period. And you've got Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews who are young guys should theoretically be, you know, at 11 the entire time. And they're like, no, we're right there with you. We'll jump in the tub, you know, so <laughs> I don't think for the you boys. Need the raw... Yeah, for the boys. <laughs> exactly. You don't need that raw, raw speech from him. You specifically for him he can lead and set a, a set a good precedent in other ways besides using his voice no i never got invited to patty's cold tub and all those years i was inside <laughs> the dressing room like i was literally there second intermission and no cold tub action oh guys oh guys hold on a baseball game hold on. you might be ahead of us ended. you might be ahead of us <laughs> who's you us up 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 Pop fly and boom. It's gone. The Giants oh, no, have gone. won game three, one to nothing. Okay, A's jersey guy. Yeah. Enough of that. Again, it's over there. Um, <laughs> Wait, here comes, watch this. Here comes the audience flooding into your YouTube channel now. They've turned off the game. They've turned off, uh, turned on Teal Town USA. The Russian bots. Look at <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get to them later on. You watch. You whisper to the Russian bots. The goddamn Russian bots. Um, so hurdle centering Eklund and Balsers as your top yeah, I line. Think, I think, by the way, the Couture line's the top line, AJ, you gotta, come I, on now. I would, I would disagree. I would disagree. I know I mean, you're a big I, Couture I, fan. I, 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 come on. That's just, I mean, it, that's it, just from Logan Couture fan That's all that is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no free I feel ads. Like it, at the very <laughs> least, it's a, I mean, it's a flip of a coin at this point, right? Yeah, you're right. You, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's, it's kind of like a good problem to have and no i think aj's right like it is a one and a two situation but it's nice Mm -hmm. to think of it like a one a and a one b sure so if you're top six then it's hurdle eklund balsers couture between meyer and dolan Mm -hmm. which is another good story by the way a a Mm -hmm. great story i mean dad played for the team uh well then and then he went back to sweden you know, I, he had literally a taste of, what was it, Utica? And then it was like eight or ten games with the Barracuda. And he had a taste of the AHL and, and kind of had the, the realization moment that I need to work on my game, I need to develop. He goes back to Sweden for two years, leads their league in scoring, MVP of their league, comes back here now, good camp, makes the team. But, you know, it's all fall, falling together for him. Uh, but, Jerk, so Dolan taken van, by Vancouver, right? And the rub on him was, like, needed to work on his D. Yeah, well, he was actually, originally was an Ottawa Senators draft pick um, way back in the day of, uh, what, 2016, which was so long ago, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and then was traded to Vancouver when the Ottawa Senators were contending for a playoff spot. When's the last time you heard that? And, <laughs> and, and you, you watch though. Hello, Sadine twins. Sooner, Sadine. Than, sooner than later. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you're right. It like, I mean, it's not some big secret. Like the offensive skill was there. I mean, his time with Utica, you know, um, 31 points in 52 games over two seasons. I mean, that's very solid. 
um, and then had a good showing with the Barracuda. But, you know, Brody's right where it's like he needs to he wants to go back to a familiar familiar league, familiar environment environment, work on work on these different things. You know, what can I do when I'm not scoring goals? And he seems I mean, it training camp is what it is. It's short and you don't really get the full picture all the time. But from what I've seen so far, you know, obviously a couple games have been on TV. I got to go to a game. Uh, so just seeing him, he seems like a more complete player compared to, you know, 2018. You guys, so you, you realize there's, there's with Eklund and Dolan, I mean, these two young guys on the top two lines like that, you know, and, and in years past, I would say, well, that's risky or, well, we're, we're taking a lot of liberties here, but, the confidence that seems to go along with these two players, like this is exciting, right? This right to see what these guys can do, to see what they're all about uh, and to see if this lasts. Right. Um, and, and to that's see the, if they're, if, if they're made of it, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and, and I've seen, you know, between all of our, you know, Twitter, discord, all the different channels, you know, you see people saying, well, you know, we don't want to rush Eklund, you know, are we sure that Eklund's there yet? And it's like, it's not like he came in, had a good camp, but he's going to file that away for next year. Like he led, he led the sharks in scoring during preseason. <laughs> and a lot of the times he was the best player on the ice. Like I, you know, I, I, I made the, uh, you know, I, I said a few days ago, it's like, you can't, you can't rush his development if he's already developed. Well, and, he's probably got some, I mean, let's be honest too. at, at, at and Dolan's a couple years older, but for Eklund, right. you know, another thing too is as he fills out his body size, as he yeah. gets to play more NHL games on the smaller ice surface, he he keeps referencing that a lot, and I <clears throat> I greatly understand it, and I think there is such a big difference. I I had the treat, the privilege of watching one Sharks game on an international ice surface. This was their preseason game, I don't know, 2010 in Germany, mm -hmm. and Mannheim. Exactly. And um, and first off, everybody that that I was with in this traveling party, we had no sleep the night before. <laughs> so how these guys even played a hockey game, I'll never know. Um, but what was so apparent was that there's so much more room as the attacking skater, you know, instead of using lanes up the center of the ice, you literally have 20 feet on the outside <laughs> of either defenseman to use and uh the game it plays like and the shark players were not ready for this clearly it was like whoa wait. like i was ready <laughs> getting ready to throw a hip check and there was no wall like to blow him into like dan boyle was lost um <clears throat> but it's one of those cases where um bugner has said about eklund that actually as crafty as he is with the puck and also you know as he as heads up as he is without the puck the smaller ice surface might actually showcase his game a little bit more when he's pressured, he's actually even a better player than when he's got space. Now, mm -hmm. I guess we'll find that out, but that'll be something interesting to watch for. And I and I think it's worth noting as well, like even even worst case scenario, if he you know he plays the nine games and he's got no points, like that's okay. Like you can you can send him to the Barracuda. You right. can send him you can send him back to Deer Garden. No harm, no foul there. You just you gave him a taste wasn't ready and that's fine he'll go work on it wherever else if he needs to be it's 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 a it's an impossible situation to lose if you ask me like well you, you don't want to you don't want to ruin you don't want to ruin confidence i'll say that right you don't want right. to expose him and overexpose him and ruin his confidence like if he's really struggling in the hand, first handful of games or however long the the trial period is but i think to your point and and at this juncture 
Hasn't he shown you enough that, that the very worst place he's going to land is in the AHL? I don't see yeah. sending him across the pond at this point. Based on what he's done, I don't see sending him back that far again. Do you? No, I don't think so. I mean, for all we know, like, say he does end up on the Barracuda, he could have 30 points in 30 games oh. and be right back up. <laughs> and that's and that's okay, right? Like, that's that's what the system is there for. That's that's why the team is in San Jose now, like yeah. for this type of situation. I guess what I'm saying is there's there's no shame. Uh, he has he has nothing to lose. Like, let's mm-hmm. see how it goes. He has, we know he's young. We know he's going to develop. We know there's promise. It would be fun and exciting if he just stuck. But we also know the odds of that. How many times has that happened in the 30 plus years of Sharks history? I don't you know. know. Like, let's let's ask Hurdle. Only well, only a couple, <laughs> only a couple though. It happens once a decade, maybe. Or yeah. I mean, Vlasic, to that Hurdle. Effect. There's been uh, Jeff Friesen, Patty. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying Falloon. Like, wait a minute, that's a short list. Now wait a second. How, when hmm. we say stick, like stick around for five years, <laughs> or team, because plus? they don't have anything better to put. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like when I mean stick, I mean like like hurdle, hurdle stuck, yeah. right? Well, Vlasic, Vlasic stuck. Yeah, Mirko Mueller, not so much. Exactly. <laughs> you you got it right there. See, uh, Anthony Sanchez in the chat. This is a great question. Will the Sharks eventually need an enforcer to protect the young players? like Chloe did for Couture. I would actually take that a step further and say, like John Scott did for everybody in 2015. <laughs> you know? Uh, there, there's Essentially, there could be seven rookies on right. this team. I mean, Eklund, Dolan, I mean, NHL, quote-unquote, rookies. So, Barabanov, even though he's like 27. Uh, Barbie. Weatherby. Uh, then, you, on, on the, you know, Hataka. I mean, yeah, you might need somebody, but I don't I don't see somebody on this team that's like, yeah, let's throw hands. Well, let me ask you, how many games did it take for this team to have a fighting major last year? Was it 20? Was it game 21 of the year when they first dropped the gloves? They were the, they were the last ones, right? Right. They in were the, the last in the league. And I believe in this preseason, they've already had at least two. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I mean, and fighting's not everything, but to your point, like – let me spin this one two ways. Um, yeah, rookie players, and yeah, in a lot of cases, smaller-sized players. Like, what type of liberties will opposition take with uh, with an Eklund? If he, you know, if he comes out of the gate in the first couple games and teams really start playing him with the body and playing him differently, right? Um, we'll see how he responds. I, I'm not. I have all confidence in the world that he'll be able to respond. But um, will the? How will the? To your point, how will the Sharks respond with that? Also, and this is in a weird way, I kind of want to see a pissed off Sharks team out of the gate. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. with what they're up against, uh, you know, this they've never missed the playoffs three years in a row. They're at two right now. Um, I kind of want to see a team that says you're going to talk about us. We're going to make you talk about us. Um, I'd at least like to see that uh, mindset and attitude and aggression out of the gate. Well, I so, mean, to, well, that, to that point. Well, and you, you talk about Bugner. It's like a couple years ago, he's, you know, mid-December, thrown in. It's like, okay, so DeBoer's the easy scapegoat. We'll, we'll let him go, insert Bugner, and then what happens? The pandemic, they're the only team that have to leave their home 
<laughs> and go yeah. to Arizona, do all that. So this time around, the Sharks actually get a camp at home that they can control all the, th- you know, all the things that they want to teach, all the lessons that they want to give to the guys. And so far, and I'm, we'll get into the cane stuff in a little bit, but it just, you look at that skills competition yesterday. I've never seen that many smiles on sharks players in a couple years. Yeah. They all seem like they're having a good time. So back to those projected lines where it's, Hurdle Eklund, Balsers, Dahlin, mm-hmm. Couture, Meyer. Now, the one name that we haven't spoken about yet that you would put, I guess, right now in a bottom six, and I don't know that I would, is Barabanov. I mean, seven points in nine games last season. Now, granted, everybody's going to tell you, quote, unquote, small sample size, but it just seems like if you look at that left side, Eklund, Dahlin, Barabanov, like you can sit there and kind of you know, like, like a carousel and just be like, oh, okay, well, this guy isn't feeling it for the last couple of games. We'll put Eklund down to the second line. We'll move Barabanov up to Hurdle where he saw success last season. It's that, that like the nine, along with, you know, Barabanov, Benino, and LeBanc. LeBanc is a guy that I feel does need to like, he needs to have a season. I knew you were going to get to LeBanc, and that was the that was the name running through my mind as you were talking about, you know, interchangeability, sliding mm-hmm. up and down. But but let me also suggest this: if you're Bob Bugner, and you made a great point earlier, he's never had a normal, regular season like start to finish yet. Yeah. He had like he had the pandemic stopped one, which he took over, and then he had last year, which was you know 56 games in only divisional play. Um, do, don't you though? Don't you want to come out with a lineup that at least sticks through that first road trip? What do you you play one home game, then you go out on the road for five. Yep. Don't you want to see the foundation minus injuries or whatever else? Don't you want to see the majority of that lineup stick for for at least through that first road trip? See see how it plays <laughs> out, which what you thought would work best? Yes, and and I'm sure Jerk will have some things to say here in a minute. But <laughs> the reason why I say that is because there's, I feel like there's some little pieces going on that could like, maybe they'll take a look at Dolan just based on, on, on what came out for, for the roster. You have Dolan, but what, what, what jerk help me out. What's the guy's name? Gadjevic. <laughs> uh, Gadjevic. Yeah. Oh, sure. from Vancouver. Yeah. But I mean, you have that, you have Peterson, like the, the Bugner said he was going to roll out with 14 forwards. So I feel like Weatherby's going to be given that shot to to be that like big. I mean, dudes, beat what is he like six four two forty or some shit? I mean, he's a beefy guy. He's a fat ass that you're going to throw. You're going to throw in front of the net, a la, uh, uh. Oh my god, who's that guy from Chicago? Jerk, Dustin Bufflin. There you go. Yeah, he's got a. You could remember Buff Daddy. Well, because he played forward and defense. <laughs> but I mean, Wait, why do you say Chicago? Why didn't you say Winnipeg? Why? Why did I, you pin I, him I, to the because, black? Why because you say, if, dude, why didn't you say Atlanta? Uh, yeah, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me let me do the math. Uh, wasn't it when Bufflin, when he was with Chicago, was yes. a big key of San Jose losing yes. that series? That's yes, why I said the Chicago. 20, the 2010 conference Thank final. Thank you. You're right. You're right. They you went on to win the cup with Monty Niemi in goal. You're Who? right. <laughs> exactly. Who? 
Uh, so. Oh, that was a sound effect. <laughs> Never mind, sorry. So that's why I say I think Weatherby is given that opportunity. But the thing is, Weatherby can can be sent down. Yes. It's it's Dolan. You know, he's got the one way deal. You know, the, there's there's some certain guys that got to pass waivers here up in here. Uh, Lane Peterson, as far as I know, cannot be sent down without being put on waivers. So Correct. I can see Weatherby giving that opportunity early on here. Like, dude, you beat Gambrell out of this spot. Yeah. Sh- you know, show me. And they're going to give him that opportunity. And again, it's like Weatherby and Eklund, those first nine games. Obviously, Eklund, because of his deal, but those first nine games. Let's see... The home opener, then you get the five on the road in eastern Canada for the most part until the dip down to Nashville. And then you get a five game home stretch at you know at home. We'll see how that works out. I feel like that top nine is kind of etched in stone. Can here's my questions. Let me let me ask my first question about the top line. I'll start with you, Brody. Can Eckland at his, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, yeah, just uh, Alexander Koyuk. Look at how small and deft he was. But <laughs> deft. <laughs> but, uh, well, hey. I know words. I have the best words. But oh, jeez. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Alexander Koyuk could stick handle in a phone booth. Eklund, small, slight of stature, as you are, Brody. And so, uh, <laughs> not around the waist, but okay. <laughs> it, well, it used to be not around the hair, but anyway, yeah. uh, can Eklund deal with the tribes and tribulations of dealing with an 82 game? We're coming for you season. Yeah. No, I, and I think the physical size has a lot to do with that. Right. Yep. And I mean, not to get, uh, too deep into human anatomy here, but I think all of us looked a lot different when we were 18 slash 19 years old. He will fill out into you know an an nhl body or at least one that looks a lot different and is and is made to handle 82 games 82 plus every season Mm -hmm. so yeah if that's the question i mean but but i also think aj like with with him let's just not let's not assume that the whole thing is start to finish he's on on the sharks all season long let's see how this plays out yeah you know i mean let's really take it in in, if you want to start at nine games let's start there let's Mm -hmm. take this evaluation and see how it goes, because again, I, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal at all if he needs a trip to the Barracuda, whatever. Um, it's, it's not, it's really not a problem. Um, like I said, I, th- I think you have everything, everything to lose, or sorry, everything to gain, nothing to lose. But, but to the real question, all right, now you need a top or a second line winger or a top line winger if you don't have. Uh, to your guys' point, you know, Dolan with his contract is not going anywhere. But if you don't have Eklund up there, who fills that role, right? It's not now. Here's where it starts to get interesting. Well, and that's the thing. Eklund had such an amazing camp. But you could also point to those final nine games of the Sharks where Barabanov had a really good chemistry yeah. with Hurdle. Yeah. yeah. So it's like he, no, there and there are other options. To your point, there are other options. We're not we're not saying that. Uh oh, yeah. the tank is dry. Um, I, I, I just think the overall theme for me is that I, I would, you know, they, they saw what they saw in camp. The Sharks coaching staff paired these players uh, together on lines and on D pairs. And let's roll with it for a bit. I like, I like the sake of consistency. I like an original plan. 
Now, if we're midway through the season and you you got to start, you know, uh, jumbling through things, you got to uh, put everything in the the grinder. That's fine, but you know, out of the gate, let's let's see, let's try and have this settle in here a little bit and see how it goes. Let's let's be patient with it out yeah. of the gate. Yeah, I no, I like I like that, and I mean, I'm <laughs> I I do agree with AJ in the sense that you know, really on both wings, you could sort of shuffle the decks around and and maybe get something out of it, and I think that's. Another reason why bringing in Nick Benino was so huge is because yeah. now you have three legitimate centers where it's like, okay, we we know what we're going to get out of them. You could sort of try anybody there. But at the same time, I like what Brody is saying in the sense where it's, you know, the, the Sharks the last two years have been so inconsistent, like virtually across the board. I mean, except for losing. And so <laughs> why wow. like, to, to Las Vegas specifically? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, wow, it's a situ- like, why not to your point, Brody, why not try and see if you can establish those, Yeah, I guess those long-term connections early on, you know, get guys comfortable playing with each other, um, on the ice. And, and the same thing too, the sharks go out on that five game road trip to start the season with, you know, how many ever seven rookies on the roster, like to start your NHL career, you know, on the private jet in a different hotel every day, getting the NHL per diem. Like that's, that's big for them too. Like that's a, it's, it's all about experiences, you know, however you compile them all together. And so I think you can have to be that guy, you can have the best of both worlds where it's like, yeah, let's try and find some chemistry with one another. But if you have to plug and play and, and, you know, play a little bit of musical chairs, like that's fine too. Per diem in Montreal. Man. (laughs) Per diem in Montreal. Wow. Welcome to the NHL. Hey, uh, <laughs> Jerkster, I just want to say that you, you bring up Benino and uh, throwing Cogliano, too. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think those were huge acquisitions because, like, the Sharks, to me, were a little bit dry up front last year, especially. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's mm-hmm. where they were mostly real. I mean, you know, once you realize that on the back end, like, Kanijov could fit in and, you know, you, you kind of have your your core already. Uh, on the blue line and, and Mario was a you know mainstay all season long. But up front now, like whoever Benino has on his wings, like he instantly makes that line a lot more solid, reliable, trustworthy. Mm-hmm. He's got the experience. And the same thing with Cogliano. I'd, I'd rather have Hurdle, Logan, Benino, and Cogliano never play on the same line all season long. Now, obviously, with, yeah. with you know three of those guys being centermen, like clearly that's going to happen. That That's how it's going to happen. But I'd like to spread out, spread out their experience uh, so that every line has somebody you can kind of lean on a little bit. So. Yeah, I I think and and I think, you know, kind of like what I was saying, you know, Benino being that legitimate third line center, I think that's yeah. the way it helps. It also helps, you know, the Sharks have been awful on faceoffs the last couple of years. Bring in Benino, a guy who can win a faceoff here and there or so they say. And <laughs> well, they haven't been they haven't been awful on faceoffs per se. Well, no, on per se, Hurdle and Couture in the offensive zone have been fine. It's that you had Gambrell being horrible, and the, the, I mean Marlowe was not that great last year. So it was the fact that there were key situations in the defensive zone yeah. where Bugner is looking at the bench and going, "All right, Tommy, get out there." because they're just you know like that's what you needed at the time so that to me is like you look at Benino 
And if Weatherby can like really pull this position and be like, yeah, I can be better than 50% in that circle, it's going to take a lot of those hard defensive faceoffs out of hurdle, you know, when hurdle and couture should be taking those in the offensive zone. Yeah. There was there was a lot of games last year when we were doing the post game uh, until I until I of course was ejected from the season after game 36 <laughs> went right to baseball but uh Brownie and Brownie and I would be like you know seconds away from doing the post game and he'd say hey hey oh, what's the faceoffs so and that's that's exactly how it sounded so and I would give him the team I would give him the Sharks uh faceoffs won and lost and then I'd kind of go down the list of like you know you know, who are the standouts? And and a lot of times, well, let me just say this. Usually there was one person who was, you know, slightly better than 50% and several other key names who you were like, oh, my goodness. He <laughs> yeah. just got, got muscled on the dots. Well, l- last season, the Sharks finished tied for 24th Yikes. At, at 48%. Hurdle and Couture took a lot of those defensive zone faceoffs yeah. because yeah. Gambrell, Donato, Gregor, Marlowe. Yeah, but can you can you can you also say though? I'm I'm asking this rhetorically, (laughs) but this the centerman (laughs) is mostly responsible for who wins the draw, but not entirely. Not entirely. Your your wingers have to help you win draws and who you're with and and again I I just go I go back to the experience level. Now is that dramatically better with you know a couple rookies and like I don't know we'll find out but. Uh, you guys bring up a good point. That has to be better. The power play has to be mm-hmm. dramatically mm-hmm. better. We'll get we'll get to that last year. We'll All get right. to that. All right. I, I I just think, and real quick, if we want to touch on the faceoffs, you know the the Sharks' final preseason game against the Golden Knights. You know, just a couple of days ago, if you're listening live, you had Benino seventy three percent, Weatherby fifty seven, Couture fifty eight percent. Like you had guys stepping up, like you said, AJ that that sweet spot of, you know, okay, are you 50% plus one? All right, you're doing something right. And <laughs> it, 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 but... it's, yes, it's, it's one preseason game, but it's, it's a, uh, I think it's an encouraging sign to see that consistency of winning faceoffs. Yes. You can make the argument that Vegas didn't really have their heads in that game, but yeah. it's still, it's still worth noting. Like, you know, you have to be able to take advantage of that. And I think the sharks lacked that, even that a little bit last year of, that killer instinct where I can recall a few times where the sharks had teams on the ropes and they let it slip away. And I think having, (laughs) having better depth specifically defensively, I mean, specifically with Benino Cogliano, we're talking face-offs. We're talking that leadership locking it down in a game. I think the penalty kill as good as the penalty kill was at times last year. I think that's just as important because you, you lose Melker Carlson, you lose Barkley Goodrow and you don't bring in any, designated penalty killers and so now you look last season someone takes a penalty and oh couture and meyer go out there hurling kane go out there and now you have you have benino you have cogliano you have matt nieto who can go out there designated penalty killers and it it lets them do their job it allows couture hurdle timo meyer those guys to focus on five versus five focus on power play i think like you can sit here and say, yes, bringing in Nick Benino was awesome and the right thing. But like when you, if you break it down, like, 
I mean, I just listed four things right there, all very different, but all like <laughs> huge. You know, what are you, his agent jerk? <laughs> you represent just, the guy? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to confirm anything, but hey, jerk. Well, it's a, I, I would say it's a shame that the Sharks didn't have him like earlier in his career. You know, yeah, like no, oh, like when they drafted they... him. Wait, what? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> hey, jerk. Bonito, 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 bonito. Uh, hey, jerk man. <laughs> yes. We got their numbers. I have always got the numbers. No, but it's and and the thing and I've given, you know, I've given Doug Wilson the credit every chance I've gotten where it's like he came out and he said, well, our third line center needs to be better. Our bottom six depth needs to be better. Our goaltending needs to be better. And he showed up and made changes to all three. And it can work out great or it can blow up in everybody's faces. But you can't say that there was an attempt there to make it better. I will say, man, Bugner might be the most forthcoming coach the Sharks have ever had. Like he, oh, I love it. He, he doesn't <laughs> tell it. you a lot, but goddamn does he live up to what he says. I mean, he came into, what, a week ago when he was being inundated by the media, and it's like, you know, what what are things looking like right now? And he was just like, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're going to have 14 forwards. <laughs> you know, it was just like... <laughs> Yeah, and you do. Not exactly from the Pete DeBoer school of uh, New Jersey head coaching. No, and you know what? I, Todd so, yeah, McClellan New Jersey's was, like, you'll see him when they're fucking out there, okay? Todd McClellan was lar- <laughs> largely like that too, uh, but I also think he, he he sometimes minced words on on purpose too, right? You right. know, so like it 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 depends Ooh. on who. But I I agree. Like, you know, what's one of the things I like about Bob? Very transparent. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna deliver and ask. He's gonna he's, and he's probably a lot of times, you know, when a coach talks to the media about what's going on with their team and what they're trying to work on, and then when they actually get in the room, it's a totally different thing. Like this is just for show. This is just to play with the puppets. And then okay, now the work begins inside the room. But I, I really truly feel like with Bob, like it's he's actually doing what he says he's doing in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what they're aiming for. You know, and and, I've I've always commended him for that you know we how many podcasts do we do last year aj where i always said man you know here bob again just when i thought you know he couldn't outdo himself he did you know i i remember you know towards the end of the year i said oh you know bob we got five games left in the regular season what are you thinking for goaltending and he i mean he more or less said yeah jones isn't gonna start any of those games and yeah whoa like all right you know like he didn't straight up like call out jones but he might as well have with the way he intimated yeah, yeah. And, and there was a I'll... point midway through last season where, and, and Curtis and I, we were off camera Who? when Bob said it. You know, Brownie, <laughs> uh, bearded, no, no, no longer bearded Brownie. I think uh, we looked at it when when uh, Bugner, you know, he 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 fell about. He, he threw Jones about two inches short of of being under the bus. Yeah, but basically yeah. he was like right in front of it. You know, so and in a, in, a, in a classy and in a tact in a tactful way. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, no, there was, uh, I was a little surprised there towards like those last five or six games that there wasn't like tired treads on the back of Jones's Jersey, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was, and, and, and that's the thing. He was very, as, as honest and upfront as he was, he, I felt he was very diplomatic about it as well. I can, the one kind of instance I can remember is, you know, I remember him saying, you know, something to the effect of, well, you all watched the game. Our goalie let in five goals. 
<laughs> oh my god! I didn't realize Brody brought his GoPro with him. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm changing cameras over here. And actually, when, when I'm when I'm done with the program, I'll just say bye. <laughs> See you later. Uh, and there he goes. Oh just my like god! That. Hold on. You know what? While we're here, hold cool. on. You know what? Everything that always gets precedent is a super chat. So Darius. Always see you on the Facebook Super uh, Sharks page. Love to see you, buddy. Would love to see Marlowe's number up in the Raptors someday in the tank along with Thornton's. That it, it's gonna happen. You you don't knock off Gordy Howe's record and <laughs> not like start like going yeah right there up in the rat yeah that's the spot I want to be. No, it, it both Marlowe and Thornton are going up at the same time. Now that's the thing that a lot of people have talked about is that. Because they were taking one and two back in 97, it's like, do you put them up at the same time because they played for the same team? No. Give each of these guys their own due. That now, well, if there's I made a-, a YouTube video on this a couple years ago, AJ. Uh, shout outs to Brazil YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was like, how about a weekend? What if yeah, they could rank Friday, like Saturday, a Friday and a Saturday night yeah. game and Friday night's uh, patty? And, or or oh, I don't care who goes first, honestly, but... If you're Mr. Shark, you should probably go first. Um, but how about – can you imagine that weekend and have them both in town, have them both yeah. there? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, phenomenal. As, as far as I know, Marlo still lives in the area. I don't know that he's like, you know, like looking at real estate in another part of the country. So Jumbo, Jumbo has enough friends that if he wants to uh, fly into town tonight, he'll have he'll have a home and a bed to stay in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. He'll be more not far than fine. Um, and actually, one of the one of the places is right here at the Brazil Brazil house. Oh, know? there you go. Casa de Brazil right he's there. He's going to have to he's going to have to wake up with my son in the morning and play trains, <laughs> you know, but it's fine. I think he'll be fine with that yeah, for the boys. As long as your kid is fine with like, who's this guy who doesn't know how to wear a T-shirt? Oh, no, he's just like my son. He walks around in his underwear all day long. <laughs> At least my son wears underwear. Hey, hi Yeah, let's ask Marner and uh, – anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> on to the defense. Uh, well, okay, hold on. we got to call out the elephant in the room. Bugner on Evander making the 23-man roster a couple days ago said, I have no information. I'd say no comment, and I'm saying no comment because I really don't know. <laughs> and then it's Evander Kane today when the roster came out considered a non-roster player pending completion of NHL's investigation. So, of course, the thing that is a kick in the smalls is you're paying a guy $7 million and he's not even going to play for your team. That has like I wouldn't have a problem if they said, "Okay, while this investigation is happening, we're not counting his salary against your cap, so you might be able to make some moves. But the salary is still there. The Sharks can't do anything. You put Jones's buyout on top of that, and you're talking, you know, eight and a half million dollars that you can't do anything with. Oh, and by the way, it, you have a Czechoslovakian center that you're dying to sign to a long extension. And you don't know what your money's going to be. That's got to hurt. Well, let me let me say it like this. Let me let me actually go even back and reverse a few steps. I said going into this offseason that the Sharks probably needed two wow moves to right the ship. 
You know, well, oh, now, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to uh, talk some shit about Cogliano Benino? Those that weren't wow enough for you? No. Aiden Hill? Not <laughs> no, enough no, for you? Second. What do you no, need? No, no, wait a second. <laughs> All of this adds up. I, I'm saying at the very least, the buyout of Martin Jones, and I, I'm gonna, just going to classify the entire situation surrounding Evander, uh, surrounding Evander Kane. You know, literally the three investigations, one that is, is complete, and two more that are still pending, you know, this is this is a wow situation. I well, don't hold know. Hold on. Let's clarify. Complete is gambling, still under yes. investigation, domestic violence, and fake vaccination card. Yes. Okay. Just want so to clarify. The the point is though, is that at this at this juncture, that is still a wow. I mean, who would have thought that all of this transpires or all of this emerges or that all of this was you know, at this point, the fact that he's not been with the team for one second during training camp, that's a wow situation. So <laughs> as far as the team is involved, like that's a wow point. I would also say uh, to what you're suggesting, well, let me actually go back to this first. This is such a hard thing to even talk about. I've, I've honestly been <laughs> <I> know, <dude. laughs> going through my head about how we will address this properly and appropriately um you know throughout the course of the season but i also think like what i want for him what i want for his family what i want for anybody that is connected by these investigations i want the best for all of them and it's so uh, it's improper for us to predict how it's going to play out i hate when i see people on social media oh do this this it'll, it'll work out it's like okay it's not like that yeah. and number two as much as we all want resolution and especially from the team perspective, I also think it's it's kind of inappropriate to actually rush this, right? To say that you just want to get things settled for the sake of the team and for our hockey, you know, the, our, our hockey fandom. Um, that being said, I do recognize the point that you make. What's unfortunate about the Sharks is that they not only don't have their top performing player from last season out there and available, and on paper, despite any internal team issues that that may exist and i think that's been documented enough you know on paper that player should help you out but the other thing that would greatly help the sharks is to at least know yeah. how is this going to pan out how is this going to play out if you're not you know let's let's say he's not on the payroll until they can finish an investigation or they need to go into this deeper but then is does he pop back on at some point how, what is happening here um, I, and, and to Bob's transparency, like we talked about before, when he says that I truly believe it, he yeah. just has no, he has nothing to operate on right now. I will say though, that here's the thing that in, in jerk and I have talked about this before the thing that, that kind of spins me for a loop rightly or wrongly is all the turmoil surrounding whether he had a fake, fake vax card or not. I'm just kind of like. How is that not something that you couldn't have like determined in the course of a afternoon? You, you know, uh, like, look at the court. Oh, you, you mean confirmed or denied? <laughs> yeah, like that's the part that I don't like. I'm, you know, it's like I sit here and it's like, well, let's see. I mean, I know Jerk has said this. It's like there's a vaccination number, like a batch number. I here's my card. And it's like there, there's you know batch numbers here, and it's like basically yeah. But I mean, who, who on the? Do you think? Do you think that? I mean. To your point, I mean, I, I have my card. I've seen other people's cards. I 
I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know. I mean, I, but can't I, you I, search? Like, if there's numbers written on the I don't know it's the, like I honestly Pfizer, don't, I don't, this number, can't they reference well, that and I know, then look for his name? In California, right, to get the digital version of it, I know that you have to kind of fill out. You know, I, I did it. I forget how I did oh, it. Oh, the but, clear app? Uh, well, even before that, to, to like the state of California will give you a QR code. Oh, right, yep, to yep. Show on your phone. Yep. But my, what I'm saying is, <clears throat> like, I don't know where he where he actually or claims to have gotten this done, but maybe that local government or wherever it was signed from doesn't have the ability to pull it up digitally. Or I, so, I would like to know is, that. I would like to know that. Well, I I, yeah. I think you actually need you would need like you would need the help of of local government or some type of governing body to figure this out. I, what I'm saying is, you're asking you, your question is, can't the Sharks instantly or the league instantly figure Not this instantly, out? Not instantly, but it just seems like it's it's. I, I feel like they've had enough time, and we saw Bob well, uh, da Bill Daly come out today and say, you know, we're we're expecting some sort of resolution by the end of this week. But do you also think that he's talking about just the one investigation, or do you think that they're trying to wrap up both of them in the in the interest of having this bigger picture complete? Right, like yeah, I just want to. I, I feel do you like to it's... just wrap up one and say, well, here's one, but there's still something left. No, but I feel like if if it, you know, like the personal stuff, like personal relationship stuff, I don't know that that like, you know, you cannot be a very nice person and still play hockey, but the 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 vax card, it's like we've seen people that do fake vax cards where they're like literally serving time and paying fines and losing jobs well, and all that, you know, that's, I mean, so the, the real, that, I, and I don't, I don't know that everybody is aware the, the consequences of that. Right. right? I mean, exactly. I, I, I'm not sure in Canada and in the States, you know, what, and, and I think that's to my point earlier, all of this stuff is so important to, Again, we, we're rushing this because a hockey season is starting. <laughs> like, like, seriously, think about that. This yeah, is, I mean, this is a person's rest of their whatever in jeopardy, and and everybody associated with him want, deserves to deserves the opportunity to have the situation play out right. And I don't know how accurate they'll ever get it, but at least to know that this was not glossed over. This was not the league going, "Hey, we finished." It's like, no, did you actually finish though? Um, Hold on, you want to watch? I, you want to watch Brody lose his shit? Uh, hey, w Brody, would you like to talk about a group called the Blue Ribbon Panel? No. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> what time are we on till? Because I'm gonna. You're talking about the A's Stadium situation and Bud Selig back in the day. No, I, like, like leagues move slowly but i'm saying in this case when it's a when it's a lot of jeopardy here yeah uh, right or wrong right i mean i i would rather them take their time now i would also rather yeah. them rather them say and and you know the the idea is that this will come out soon i mean in fact by the time some people might watch this on a replay we may have a lot more answers yeah. um by even opening night but i i'm not going to sit here and be pushy about well we got to know we got to know we got that you know that's I, I don't think that's doing. I'm justice not saying like, oh my god, we got to know. I'm no, just... but the team. You're right. The team. Let's not also deny that the team, the team, the actual team, and his teammates who did who had nothing to do with 
the accusations here, they're being affected by it. Yeah. But again, life versus sports, and you know what business I work in, but I also am, am human enough to recognize that life is way more important than sports. So Well, and it, it's also worth mentioning, too, that this... Is that Jerk? Are you still here? <laughs> well, you know, you... you I, I thought he was you sleeping. Know, I, no, you know what? I, I had to jump in because, you know, you took us off topic one too many times. Um, <laughs> well anyway. Done. And you know this, uh, man! Um... You know this, this everything that's going on, right? It, it it's it's a first of its kind. You know, I this is the first time that we've ever seen something. I mean, something as specific as allegedly falsifying a vaccine card, but also just so many things happening at once. And to your point, AJ mentioning, you know, the the legal sanctions that come with, you know, doing that. If the NHL is going to set a precedent on this first of its kind situation, they want to make sure they do it right to Brody's point. And so I'm fine with like, take the whole season. If you, if the whole season is what it takes to get it right, do it. It just sucks that the sharks, you know, have to sit there on what eight and a half million dollars between him and, and Jones and dead money. Well, the the Jones thing was their own doing. I mean, that's what they wanted to have. And and, and that you're right. This, (laughs) This is this is an unfortunate uh, predicament. Yeah. It it really is. Now, lem, and I don't mean to play host here, AJ, but let me let me oh, spin whip it, it forward. Out. To, Go ahead. Let me spin it forward to this. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. It, Brody's taking over. Oh fuck! That is not good. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Bob Mennery. Mennery. Yeah, uh, I've seen him. On, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's who I aspire to be. Oh, no, dude, he's great. Um, so. Is is the analogy right now that Evander's situation is kind of like the the train has left the station, and he's he's like running into the the you know the Grand Central essentially. Um, and it's not to say that he can't catch up to the train at some point if allowed, and if the situation dictates that you know he's he's able to do this. Like, how much? How, how does it? how does it go rejoining a team midstream now? Like they've, they, they've started, they've pushed yeah. their boat off the dock. Like they're ready to go. Um, <laughs> he's out there with water wings. Don't, don't forget about me. Well, no, I'm, and I'm saying like, you know, and, I, and I'm using the analogy of catching up, but really, you know, for the team to kind of welcome that in midstream and, you know, to sort out, to sort through any <clears throat> residual issues that, you know, that's what training camp was supposed to be for. Right. Well, like, and we're talking about a team that, you know, from reports from the end of last season was there's a significant amount of people on this team that would be happier if Evander Kane was not on the team. So, and to my point, to that point, and to what I was trying to say is that it's like, how, how does, and it's not impossible. Let's be realistic. These are professionals. They value each other, um, you know, obviously as people, but if you know somebody can play and help your team, you know, everybody, everybody bends in the right way to make it happen and, and make it the most impactful. But again, they are all human and I don't know, I don't, all I'm saying is I would have much rather had that smoothing out process play out in training camp as yeah. opposed to game 13 of the season. And yeah. I'm just throwing out a number I, yeah. I, that could be way off by the way. Well, and, and, and that's the thing too, like even let's just say for argument's sake, everything is cleared tomorrow and Kane can rejoin the team. 
he's 18 days behind everybody. Yeah, it's still it's still not enough time to your point. And that's why I'm saying I think the analogy is like the train has kind of left the station. It's not impossible to catch up at the next stop. But, you know, you're behind. It's 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 abnormal for sure. And And it would be one thing if it would be one thing like if, you know, he's not in drills or anything like that. But like he could go he could go skate. As far as I know, he's not even allowed to step foot in shark's ice. Yeah. He isn't. So and who's to, my, and and we're we're you know we're we're not saying anything is absolute, but like based on that information, I'm kind of thinking like who knows the last time he put on a pair of skates? Well, based well, we on his, his Instagram, social, social it was, media was <laughs> September. It was, it was not but long even ago. Then, but even but then, also, that's a long time ago if yeah, you're a pro athlete. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I I just you know I just want to say how how terribly unfortunate all this is when he came to San Jose. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember the trade and didn't Jumbo pick him up at the airport? Yeah, like yeah. at 1231 in the morning. Yeah. San Francisco, uh, not San Jose, had, San Francisco. And he had that really just impressive stretch after the deadline. I mean, it was like, wow, this was what a nails <laughs> move this was to acquire him. And uh, do you understand how much Brody would have been impressed if it had been the Oakland airport? But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, they have a curfew. You know, you know, you know, you can't land after midnight out there. So, no, I mean, I, I just, all I'm saying is what, what, you know, it, it's, all of it is unfortunate on so many different levels, personally, professionally, you're honestly, you're not going to see me dive into hardly any of the personal stuff. Um, yeah, I don't see that, that's the whole thing. I don't want to get into no, what's going on with him and his wife. I, I don't want to get into nope. that. To nope. me, it's, did you gamble on games? No. Okay. Then no evidence of that. Okay, fine. Did you provide a fake vax card? Let that's what I want to know about. The personal stuff, however horrific that might be, it doesn't really impact the team per se. It's it's you know, like that's not I an actionable offense from the NHLPA. You well, know what I mean? Well I don't agree with that. I, 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 I don't mean. I don't know where to see I it's not my place to, to draw lines. I I I I think I know in my mind where they exist, but but I don't I don't have the pen. I have this pen. Yeah. For my tablet, but I don't have the <laughs> pen to draw the line like the NHL does. Um, but you know what I'm been, saying. They've been often criticized before of not not knowing where to draw lines. So I I don't want to get too far into that part of it. But I think we need to move on. Yeah, we do. And it's just <laughs> it's it's one of those situations. Like I said, they have to they have to really know what they're doing here. They have to fully understand the situation. And they have to get it right for whatever they decide, right? Um, And we're all going to be bystanders in this because none of us were there. None of us, you know, truly understand. Um, But you just, you want there to be little doubt about their efforts. So the questions for me among the forwards. Can Eklund last 82? Will Dolan meet expectations? Will Barabanov maintain what he started with seven points in nine games. It's all stuff that's going to remain to be seen. I mean, you're basically talking about three rookies and we've seen, you know, there's some rookies that for some reason, like a Mario Ferraro, they just like, bitch, I got this. What are you talking about? And then there's other guys like a, did he say that? Was he quoted as saying that? I I, I didn't. Did I miss that? I just, They said it, you know, <laughs> I overheard it. Somebody Joe Thornton said told him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but uh, you, you know, you, you're going to have your guys like Ferraro, but then you're going to have your Nikolai Goldobins. Oh and my goodness! So, <laughs> you know your Mirko Mueller's. So on the back end, look, we know Kanijov is on the IR. It seems to be a really odd. I don't. Can you even call it an injury? Because wasn't well, it something like dietary at some point? Uh, apparently, didn't pass the physical right. So, but it but felt like it was not... dietary. Yeah, I don't. And I remember now that you say that, I do remember. I I heard something this off season amidst my. 120 something baseball <laughs> games. So I I do remember so, seeing that in passing. Oh, oh really? Like, Brody, Brody. Brazil. Oh. <laughs> it was, so Rest I think, in peace, Dick Callahan, the legend. I think, AJ, I think what you're thinking of is um, Brinson Pashnuk. Oh, you're right. You're right. Found out he had right. celiac disease. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to speculate or anything, but I remember at the end of last season, so that must have been May, I remember Shang. Shout out to Shang. I remember Shang putting out something basically saying like, oh, you know, Kanizhov's not sure if he's going to play at the world championships. He's a bit banged up. Still trying to figure that out. And then from there, I don't think we really heard anything. So it, you know, from the tea leaves that I'm reading, I'm saying, okay, maybe it's a continuation of that. But it it is there just seemed to be a lot of mystery surrounding it. And, you know, obviously we'll respect his privacy, but it's definitely curious. It's a body injury. Um, that's what the shirt just <laughs> yeah. it's a body, not upper or lower. It's just a body injury. It's somewhere yeah. between the hair and the toes, is what we've uh, been able to discern. No, it's not even an injury. It's just a body. <laughs> <laughs> but we know it's like Ferraro and Burns. That was cemented last year. Uh, Carlson and Kanijov kind of also seem to be cemented last year. And then, I mean, Shimmick had some inju- injury issues. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Vlasic, we got saw, you. See, yeah, right. Middleton yeah. coming in, but uh, boy, if there's a guy who needs to take advantage of a Kinejov injury, Santeri Hataka, my guy, Hataka, <laughs> Hakuna <laughs> Hataka. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right, and I, and it's and another rookie. Yeah, yep. another another rookie, but it, it's. Like, if Kanijov you know, comes many... back, can Hataka play Vlasic or Shimmick into the seventh spot? Well, and that's the thing, right? Is like, is everybody the last few years, you know, the narrative has been the defense. Oh, Eric Carlson, big bucks long term. Brent Burns, big bucks long term. Vlasic, big bucks long term. Right. And that's th- those are the only names that people list. And now you have you have Mario Ferraro, who has to your point, AJ, has come in. He's I mean, he's probably the best defenseman on this team. <coughs> Next I would captain. Say. If you, <coughs> Next if you captain. focus, if you Next focus on the word, please don't interrupt my commentary. We're going to change this from a 39 to a 38 on the sleeve because of the C, wow. but go ahead. If you, um, you know, and, and, you know, you have Mario Ferraro who's come in, um, in this, in, you know, a season, Nikolai Kanijov's looked really good. Now you've got Hataka who's impressed. Granted, nothing's confirmed, but he's impressed. Yeah. Same with Jake Middleton. It, it, it's almost becoming a situation where the 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 Sharks' quote unquote notable defenseman is beyond the big three, and so to your point, AJ, it makes me wonder. Like, okay, is all of a sudden Radim Shimmick is a guy who's maybe dangled to a playoff team in Ooh. February or March? Is is does Mark Edward Vlasic find himself on the healthy scratch list if if things don't go according to plan? I mean, it's. You know, where before it was like these are the big three and they're ride or die. Now it's like 
you could see some serious money. <laughs> see, so, no, I was waiting for you to go like full on. Uh, what what's his name? Brody. Doc you know. Brown. Doc yeah, Brown. Doc Brown. You're about to see some serious shit. Like instead of double eighty eight, it's forty four. But I, I, dude, I'm right there with you. Uh, t- t- hold on, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> what did, Mario Ferraro fan club? <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying it, guys. <laughs> Good for you. YOLO. <laughs> How much? Oh, wait a second. Domain per. This is going to cost me almost 40 bucks? No, no, no. Go, go, dude. Go through direct Nick 15. Re- no, but this is usually a lot. Ch- oh, 18. Here we go. 18.98. Oh, and I don't need the privacy and protection. I don't care. If yeah, you know but my, d- my dude, work. direct Nick, it's like 15, but okay. Really? Yeah. Remove. Wait, remove from card? Yeah, no, I don't. I'm I'm cheap. Oh, there it is. I don't know. Let me. I'll scoot it. Can you see nine ninety nine? There you go. That's what we're looking for. I'm gonna work on that while you guys. Uh... <laughs> All right. So oh, and I get a, uh, I get a custom email. Your name at MarioFerraroFanClub.com. Oh, we do. I think we have a music bed for this, don't we? Pizza. <laughs> is that is that what I used to yell oh, in college? Man, hell yeah. So on the defensive side, no, I mean, Hataka, dude, like this is your time to shine, take a spot and make sh- Now, all that being said, I hope Shimmick has an amazing first 30 games to make him, you know, at two point, what is it? 2.5, 2.6, Jerk? 2.25. 2.25, okay. Make him more expendable, more tradable, maybe get a few more assets for him. I'm fine with that, but I, I and I've said this to Jerk many times, like, we're at the point where we know what Burns is. Uh, we used to know what Vlasic was. I'm hoping now, because there was a lot of shit talked about Vlasic coming in last season that he just, he he came in out of shape. Like, he just, like, and now, granted, Vlasic, you go back and look, it was like he, uh, he if you don't know, Vlasic is all about the Bow Wow. He loves his his animals. His dogs are the end of the world for him. I have five cats. I love these cats. And you know, when when one passes away, I'm inconsolable for for a little while. Uh, and in fact, I lost one a year ago, April. And yeah, you didn't want to talk to me for about a month or so. Uh, but. It also didn't help that Vlasic, from what I understand, like his. Uh, Brody was was Mrs. Vlasic, if you will, like in northeastern Canada while he was here. Uh, last season? Yeah. Yeah, during the bubble. Uh, That's the way I understood possibly, it. Possibly? Yeah, you know, uh, possibly. I don't know. But I will say this. I mean, knowing what the entire team went through, and put it this way, if I was a Yeah, spouse, it was just one um, more brick on the I w- fire, man. I would, I would, I would separate too, just for the health concerns. When that, yeah. when last season started, guys, vaccines weren't a thing. At least they weren't to the general public. COVID on on January fourteenth for their first game was raging. Yeah. I wore a mask inside a studio, sitting thirty <laughs> feet away from Curtis Brown. Like, I mean, to the point. Like, to be that's... fair, you should have done that probably in 2016, 17. Oh, he should have worn the mask. He's the ugly. <laughs> he's the ugly one. He should have worn his beekeeper suit. <laughs> <laughs> and not for COVID. None of us should have been doing that for COVID. More, more so I for mean, aesthetics. Not this, man. 
<laughs> so, uh, no, look, I mean, yeah, it was hard on everybody. I'm sorry, for what? a lot of different personal. <laughs> difficult on people? <laughs> sorry. So, uh, that's going to that be off. the next sound bite. Thank uh, you. <laughs> so, you know, no, I... Um, I, ju- I just think all of we we could name every player in the book, and I, I think there were multiple players who maybe didn't uh, show up in the readiness form. Because honestly, remember, now remember too, I think we found out early to mid December that the season was even happening for sure. December tenth, yeah, does it ring, yeah. it rings a bell? Yeah, no. you're right. You're right. So, and they were playing by January fourteenth. So again, and and once you're behind that curve, you know, I talked to Scott Hannon a lot about that at the beginning of last year. It's like, it is really hard once the, the wheels get turning on the season. If you weren't in shape, if you weren't ready to go and didn't have, you know, that time, um, it's impossible to do it in season. Uh, So, and I, I think a lot of players, I mean, look how I showed up on opening day. Oh, we all remember the hair. Total tool. We all remember the hair. So. But I mean, it's just the last three seasons, Vlasic has been a minus player after going 11 seasons being a plus player. And I know plus minus is not the end all be all of anything, but it is an indicator. Well, I, I think who, how much ice time he was getting, who he was playing with. I mean, we're getting I, I, less I, ice time this last. Yeah, no, that's, know? and that's the, that's kind of what I was saying is, you know, yeah. it, it was all, you could kind of all see the trend of how things were going. There's no doubt about that. So I'm I'm interested to see how this progresses, but and I and I've said this with Jerk uh, Brody. I'm going to throw this at you. This is going to be Eric Carlson's third season on his eight year deal. Yep. If Carlson is not at the least in the Norris conversation at this Whoa. point, can you call this deal a bust? I mean, and, 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 and Jerk will be the first to tell you when you sign the deal, you pay for the deal at the time, like what you expected. And I get that. Yeah. But you, there's still hindsight. And so far, aside from a couple little spots in a schedule, you can sit there and go, well, he had these great two weeks here. He had the, you know, there was these two weeks in December of 2019, and there was this great week and a half of, you know, 2021. That's not where you're paying the, you know, that's not why you're giving a guy the most money in the NHL as a defenseman. So here's, here's how I would answer it. Do you have definitive reason to think that he couldn't impress you this year? Uh, Based on three years of history with the Sharks? Yes. Okay. I actually, I, I said last year, and I was completely wrong about this. I said that Eric Carlson could find a way, if healthy, to be a point per game player in the in the fifty six game season, right? And last year, if I remember correctly, was if you extrapolate the numbers, his worst season since his rookie year. And I don't think he scored even a first point until maybe the seventh or eighth game. I, I believe you are was correct. That, was that last year or two years ago? No, See, every. I think it might be the la- both. <laughs> yeah. No, I, all I'm saying is that I understand. I understand. Um, Fans' frustration. I get it. Yeah, I get all that. And at some point, you know, if the production is not there, um, 
then of course you're critical of it. But I, 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 I believe with a little bit of normalcy this year, fresh slate, um, I, I believe there is the potential for him. And I don't know, you, you know, you're talking about living up to difficult numbers of the contract, and they are what they are. But I'm just saying, if you're looking for a, a, a good team player, a guy who can contribute, can you know run your power play, can can be like when we see the flashes of him. I'm not saying he has to look like that every shift out there. Me, as am I. I'm not saying that but, either. But you know, like when we when we know you know you feel like you're getting, you know, a, a good a good run of him. I I think I, I don't see why he's not capable of that this this year. I don't see why. Um, I'm rooting for it. I I, I I'm like... and I think that's the thing. But 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 also, I mean, to your point, like if if trends continue the way they have, it's a disappointment. There's no two ways about that. I think it's also worth saying as well that there were there were a lot of moments last year where Eric Carlson would, you know, he would either dump the puck in or he would, you know, try and pass the puck to somebody going through into the offensive zone, doing something to, like, get the rush going. And there were a lot of times where the forwards in front of him could not catch a pass or they lost the puck or something happened. And it's kind of because of that, I guess, error, you could say, that Eric Carlson had to force himself to turn around and try and get back into position. Now, that's that's not to say that he is totally guilt-free. You know, there have definitely been some blunders, as have with everybody else. Well, but, how, about, how about this one? Like Brent Burns, for example, not to shift who? this entirely, but... <laughs> Like Bernsey and Pavelski had something special, whether it was the mm-hmm. tips, the redirects, the rebounds right. that Pavelski was able to get. I mean, on the power play, everything came through the point and then back out, you know, back up to Pavelski up front. Um, to, to, to that point, like, look at the team last year. Look at mm-hmm. the team the last two years that Carlson's been on and survived through a couple of injuries, this and that. Um, it's hard to, you know, if this were Eric Carlson on the, 20 uh, pick a year like 14 or 15 sharks well 13 sharks there, <laughs> there would be there would be no excuses right but for right. the 2012 sharks there'd be no excuses but i think you know based on the overall team situation and i also you know we talked about players maybe being a little bit behind the curve going into last season i wonder if he was also in that conversation mm-hmm. um so perhaps we're just, we're getting to the point where we're resetting back to normal and all the variables that we could mention in reference because there's probably something to them. Those aren't necessarily the same anymore. Well, so they don't exist anymore. I don't know. It's I, he better impress the hell out of me. This season is all I'm saying. I mean, I get, I, I understand pay for the first four, pray for the last four. Like I understand it in that regard, but Again, you take a look at what Pavelski, you know, when he moved over to Dallas, when he first started off, you know, that first season cut short by COVID, he was dealing with injuries. He didn't play well. Burns didn't play well. A lot of people, myself included, said, well, hey, there was a a weird thing that Burns and Pavs had that just worked for the Sharks. Right. And then what happened? COVID happened. We were off for a few months. Then the bubble happened, and then uh, I don't know if if you were paying attention, but uh, if I remember correctly, I think the Joe Pavelski led Dallas Stars went 
to the Stanley Cup final. And I think Joe Pavelski led the team in goals and points and power yeah, play a, points for he Dallas. He was a monster down, down the stretch. Yeah, no, for last season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, killed it. And, you know, so when you see something like that happen, and then there's – and then you see that there are people that are going to sit there and go – well, they, you know, Pavelski wanted that third year, and that's why the Sharks wouldn't give it to him. Well, so far, the, those two years were pretty good. Well, let me say <laughs> this, though. But, but to your point, for Pavelski to have some off time, right, like where he doesn't look the same, and then return to form and, and return in dramatic fashion, all I'm saying in that same in that same breath, is there a reason why Carlson couldn't do the same? I would love to see that. And and you know what? I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm not promising it, but I'm I'm also telling you I think I think there's a capability there. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong and we'll find out. Well, well and that's that's the thing I was saying too is I think it's the haircut, the sh- right? Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, I'm sure. That's a great haircut, by the way. I'm, it I, really is. High and tight, like, baby. High and tight. By haircut. I'm like that whoever cut that guy's hair is a master. Oh, you know? what? Like, it wasn't your guy? I don't think so, but I'm going to go see him on Friday. I'll tell you that. I got to get tightened up. I got to get tightened up before Saturday. Oh, in <laughs> fact, uh, I should put this out there. Unless somebody gave me some misinformation, uh, I do believe one Mr. Brody Brazil will be out in front of SAP Center on October 16th. Oh, shit. Well, we've you lost lo- the feed, ladies and gentlemen. You lost me. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to say, or nor is supposed to confirm or deny. But if you heard that, AJ, mm, uh, you heard that. No, uh, Sharks VP Doug Bentz, who I talked to. Uh, oh, you're well, quoting him now. Yeah, no, Leslie. <laughs> he said that you were going to be out yes. there as part of the uh, the pre. Oh shit! Are we breaking news once again, ladies and gentlemen? I think we are. What do you have? So uh, yeah, Brody Brazil is going to be out there with a. Newly shorn, maybe not shorn so much, but either way, a Curtis Brown and Brody Brazil will be outside of SAP Center on October 16th. And from what I understand, your location is going to be significantly improved. I'm hearing you're supposed to be at the corner of Barack Obama in Santa Clara. Actually, to tell you the truth on that stuff, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know the details. That's be what I've been honest. told. Well, no, because they always kind of like put you guys, you know, like towards the back, <laughs> you know, towards the, yeah. they, they always said it. No, from what I understand, you guys are supposed to be like front and center, like the, you're, you're the honestly San telling Jose. me, you're telling me things that I don't even know. Like, so I can't well, Look, I, just, I just show up and do the show. Where do I stand? Where's the mic? You know, uh, there you I, go. I don't want to get too far into this. Um, you're definitely, you're right on some things. I don't know about some other things. <laughs> All right. And there's, there's some other things you don't know about. All right. So you are willing, you are unwilling to confirm or deny. That's fine. I'm going to confirm some of what you said. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to not know about some of what you said. And I'm also going to tell you that there are other things that are not on your radar at all yet 
So what what I'm trying to tell you, everybody, is tune in on Saturday, October sixteenth. <laughs> expect if you are going to the game, expect a duel. You've seen the Thornton Burns dual bobblehead. Expect a Brazil brownie dual bobblehead. Is what I'm saying. Possibly. Stranger things have happened. Possibly. Uh, let's move on from the defense to the goaltending. Now, this, of course, has been the. I mean. Quite possibly the the you know the the biggest talking point over the last few years. Now, the Aiden Hill and James we're all familiar with James Reimer. What he did in 2016 uh, came in very serviceable backup. Pushed Martin Jones. Uh, that I thought he did a great job. Aiden Hill, not the most proven guy, but the funny thing is, is if if I remember correctly, <laughs> Aiden Hill has what. Like somewhere like 35, 37 NHL games played. I think 49. he's got 40, 41 starts and, For, and 49 games. Okay, like that. there you go. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not, those are memorized. I haven't pulled up a single no, stat, I, by the way. I think you're right. But when the Sharks went out and got Martin Jones, I think he might have had like 35 or 36. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's interesting. And he wasn't a desert dog. Oh, shit. Here we go. Okay, excuse me. Hold on. Thank you. Oh yeah! Cheers to that. Hey now, cheers to you, hey now. So no, I, I see what I see what you're going at, and and I think, and I think Reimer is up in the three fifties in terms of starts, and you know, basically ten years in the league. Um, it's a nice combo because you have what you hope is predictability in James Reimer, and that's a good start. Like that's the foundation of the house. But what you're hoping gets built on top of that is Aiden Hill, right? You hope that he can like project himself, can catapult himself into being a front runner, into being a clear cut number one. I mean, I, I, you know, when, when Dubnik came in last year, I thought it was like, Hey, let's just you know, give Jones some competition, play the hot hand, battle this thing out. I think, you know, I think <laughs> they would have want, that work out. <laughs> no, yeah, right. But I think, I think they would want, um, Aiden Hill to be the guy if he plays himself into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that's who I'm expecting opening night. Um, but I, I don't, you know, again, Reimer's no slouch. It's amazing though, too. I think he had like eight starts with the sharks uh, after the deadline in 16. It was very small sample size. It was his best goals against, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eight starts, 1.62 goals against 938. Uh, you gotta like those numbers. Well, I mean, (laughs) That Small team was freaking rolling anyway, right? So like, <laughs> right. Um, still good numbers. But no, I, I I remember thinking of him in that that the rest of that regular season and, and in those playoffs, all the way to the Cup final. That um, he was kind of I always referred to him as like the the parachute ripcord. Mm-hmm. If mm. stuff went really bad, you'd feel pretty safe about pulling that and knowing that your goaltending was going to be covered and you'd still be competitive. Like, especially once they got, like, past St. Louis and you knew they were going to be in the cup final. It's like, if anything happens to Martin Jones, this is not a situation where... And honestly, the Penguins were kind of like that, too, with their tandem at the time, right? You know, it wasn't oh. it wasn't as if one goalie went down, they're, t- they're toast. Who, who was that? Was that Murray and Fleury? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Murray was the guy, right? At the at the very end, I, I try to forget all... I try to flush all that <laughs> out, of, out of my memory. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, because Reimer and Hill both have two-year deals, which makes me wonder, 
kind of like, okay, so we'll we'll ride Hill for two years, see what we have in him, and Reimer is going to be that backup to kind of help push Hill along while we wait and see in what we have in a Melnichuk, in a Sachenko, in a Gaudreau. There are some pieces in the pipeline now. To be fair, this is not Wayne Stralo's pipeline. This is not the days of Kiprasov and Nabby and Toskala. You just went really deep right there. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> so no, but but here here's how I was thinking about this the other day. Would you rather have for this tandem? This is why I really like the tandem. You'll, you'll, would you rather have for everybody have, for everybody listening? He's really impressed because I named shit when he was like nine years old. But go yeah. ahead. <laughs> it's stuff that Dan Rusinowski talks about all the time, you know. Yeah, Wayne Straylaw. I was like, what Rusey, what? Uh uh shout out to Rusey, by the way. I think you were trying to say who? Oh! But anyway. Imi- <laughs> imitation is the highest form of flattery. That's that's my uh Rusyism. Can't wait to see the guy, by the way. Um, would you rather have a tandem that's two Aiden Hill type players, type goalies? Would you rather have the tandem that is two James Rhymers? You wouldn't. No. You'd rather, like I said, you'd rather have the foundation, and you'd rather have the structure you're trying to build on top of it. No, it's not the, a knock, not a knock against either, but that's kind of you would think that's how they want this to go. It feels a little reminiscent, and again, this is going to, uh, I don't know, make Brody feel like he's back in second grade. Uh, Toscala, no, 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 a little bit, a little bit earlier than that. No, this is very <laughs> much kind of. Uh, Steve Shields and Mike Vernon. Oh my God, that was, that was like the that was the um, the goalie controversy before the when they had three in the mix, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was you know it was it was uh, it was Vernon and Shields. Yeah, and Shields pushed Vernon, and then yep. Shields got in there, and then Navi came in, and Navi took advantage of a Shields injury and just basically took over for a couple years and made Shields. Uh, expendable, and then you saw Shields and Friesen move to Anaheim for Timo Solani. So that was here's, here's what you want: you want a you want a solid <laughs> and healthy goalie competition. You don't want uh, controversy. Conversation is nice. You you just want you want one guy to push the other, and quite yeah. honestly, you want you want it to go both ways. But I I think. If I'm if I'm looking at the foundation of this and the structure of this, like you want Aiden Hill to be the guy, exactly. Uh, but, but, you, but you also want to know that you're covered, and you don't have two two goalies that have started a total of a hundred games combined in their career. You want Reimer to always be there for you. You want him to be that ripcord, and you want Aiden Hill to hopefully, you well, know, thrust and thrive. That's what I'm saying. Each is on a two year deal. Let's pump the brakes. Hill has 49 games. Jones had 34 when the Sharks got him. So uh, I'm I'm all here. From what I understand, if you listen to whether it's Brett Hedekin or Dan Rusinowski, guys that are at the practices, they're saying, especially Brett Hedekin, who was on NHL radio this last week, he talked about Aiden Hill and said that this guy, during practice, he's he's on fire. Like it doesn't like he is just he wants to win no matter what the situation is. Whereas Jones, Hedekin did not get that vibe from him. So Jones thought, was Martin Jones was very laid back. He was very chill. He's very West Coast 
a West Coast dude. You know, <laughs> what, like what, literally. What are, you, what are you trying to say? We're all chill here. <laughs> this is not a Boston. This is not a Boston Bruins conversation. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Um, I'm gonna also give you my personal scouting report on Aiden Hill. All right. Oh, he is the new w- were team you a leader. Desert dog? No, <laughs> he's he's the new team leader of. Yeah, no, or oh, oh yeah. He's got the Patty Marlowe school of, of answering down Pat, you know, like, ask me a question. Ask me a question. Uh, Brody, um, you think, uh, Max is having a good sleep right now? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can see him on the baby monitor actually right there. He's moved a little bit, but yeah, no, uh, he'll, he'll wake up, you know, right now, do you think Melvin would like a treat? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, no. I don't even know what I'm saying, but no, yeah, yeah, no. That's a that's such a hockey thing. You don't get that in baseball. You don't get that in any other. It, it, I don't know why no, yeah goes. Yeah, no, no, or yeah, yeah no, 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 yeah, yeah, no. I'm I'm always like, wait, what? Wait, what's the answer here? What are we? Where are we going with this? <laughs> well, the weird thing is that Vegas, you know, like the the bookmakers. They actually have Reimer at 13 wins and Hill at 11 wins, which I thought was kind Wait, of I'm sorry. interesting. Yeah. All season long? Yeah. Reimer at the. Now, here's the weird wait, wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. They Hold think on. the Sharks are going to get 24 wins total this, this year? This is what I'm they're... saying. It was like 24 wins. So I'm like, that's 48 points, and you've got them projected to hit like 83. Where the hell are these other points coming from? <laughs> that's bold. Do they know something we know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I don't, uh, yeah, I don't get that. So, who's making the, the these? Uh, who's making this? Jonathan Marcheseau or like uh, who's I, Mark Stone? I don't know. Mark Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But let uh, me ask you this, and this is something that actually Jerk and I were talking about. You have the internet available to you. The last time I checked, Brody, and there is a website called Cap Friendly. Tell me how, how. The Sharks are going to make Tomas Hurdle a lifelong shark. Doug Wilson has always found a way to entice players that he wanted. Get, get, let me ask you this. Who was the last player the Sharks wanted to keep and they didn't stay? Joe Thorne. Pavelski. Now, wait a second. Oh, yeah, Pavelski. No, 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 no. Wait, the Sharks wanted to – like, they made – they matched everything. They went all the way up the ladder. Like, no, not not players that left. No, no, sorry. What are you talking about? Not players that you wanted to see stay. No, Pavelski, if he – if if Wilson had come along and said, okay, we'll give you the third year, Pavelski would have stayed, evidently. They didn't – but I'm just telling you that they didn't – that's as far as they were willing to go. They've, but don't you think? For, hold on, let me ask you this though. Wanted, for the Carl, let's go back to Carlson, Kane, keeping Logan around long term. Keep it. I mean, all all the names over the years. But like, let me ask you this: Brent Burns, Doug has Doug has never really lost um, a player to free agency that he wasn't going to have to go like three times out of his way to satisfy, like to match an offer that somebody else would give a player. Let me right. let, let me okay. But let me ask you this. Yeah. If 
fucking forgot what I wanted to ask. There was a question <laughs> that I had. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that happened no. to you, too. <laughs> Can you imagine if that happened to me on Saturday night? Okay, so in the third period... Uh, you forgot a guy's fucking doing. name, dude. <laughs> Scott Gomez. I forgot Scott Gomez's name. But no, I was it's... literally I was literally introducing him on a Saturday matinee game, and he scored a goal. Or no, maybe he assisted Rafi, right? And and I was like, Hey, dude, here was Sharks forward. Uh, hey, so when you score, when you guys score, and then before he responded, he goes, "You forgot my name just now, didn't you? How are you gonna do that hockey?" Here's the best part of it. That that segment was not actually live. You realize I could have stopped down, started oh. from scratch, would have replayed it. I said the hell with it. I was already embarrassed. My face was super red. I was like, this gets to live. I, you know. <laughs> Hold on. What was your question? No, no, no. You were the one asking a question that you forgot. Okay, see the okay, well then how did you trip me into that question? God damn it, this pisses me off. Because I knew no, I was saying, for a no, second I, I had a point. I was asking about, tell me who the last person that, that like, you know, Doug was in a, uh, uh, offer, offer war with like, you know, when they, when there's multiple bids on the house that you're trying to buy, tell me the last time he was in one of those situations with a player that he lost out on John Tavares. No, no, but a a player who is, who is already on the team. That is okay. Gotcha. And and to your point, (laughs) jerk, you're right. I remember seeing the shot of them at the the hotel in LA. They they flew down there to see him. Now I'm saying like a player, they could not retain a player that was on the sharks (laughs) that could have went somewhere else. And the sharks were like, we got to keep them. We got to do everything possible to keep (sighs) them. Not, not we're going to throw them an offer that we want them to stay for, and that if they walk, eh, that's it. Man, there, there, I'm telling you, there was somebody that popped in my head. But anyway, it's let's just let's agree on this. It doesn't happen all the. It, okay, I, I hate to reference this, but like the A, the Oakland A's lose a lot of players that Who? way, right? Like, exactly. You're wearing their jersey. <laughs> uh, free agency. I, I'm not wearing their jersey, but free anyway. agency uh, is unkind to some of their most talented players because other teams will swoop right in and offer them something that this team can't. Uh, Anyway, so to hurdle, I don't know how it happens, but I I think they will be competitive in offering him something. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is the time of year that those things usually get sorted out. I have two names. And if it goes on months and months, then it's in my mind that Tomas wants to play the market a little bit. He Wants to explore this, and that's fine too. Go ahead. I have two names that the Sharks wanted: Ed Belfour. Okay. Yeah. Brian. You're saying to keep? Yeah. Yeah. Ed yeah. Belfour, which they uh-huh. had under control at the time. Brian Campbell. Okay. Doug Wilson, though. Uh, what? No, Brian. Brian Campbell. Bri- Doug Wilson. Was that? Had, o, was that? Oh, that was like oh six, oh seven, seven, six, seven. I want to say six or seven. Two thousand, two thousand eight was when Brian Campbell left. All right. Okay. So All yeah. Right. So I'll give. So Brian Campbell, I'll give you that. All right. I'm not even okay. going to get into the whole Mark Bell situation. But the anyway. fact that you had to go back 13 years, right? I'm uh, just saying, well, doesn't happen often. It doesn't. It doesn't. But on occasion. But anyway. So well, how do they fit him in on Cap Geek? I don't know. Like honestly, I don't know what deal he's looking for. Oh, I don't know what the comps a, are. There's a throwback, Cap Geek. I haven't heard that. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Cap. You said oh, Cap, cap Geek, friendly. and it's Cap Excuse Friendly. Me. 
Shout out what? to Cap. No, uh, dude, that's awesome. that's impressive that you remember that at your young age. Well, I also I also <laughs> call them the California Angels and Oh, you know, see? Right? Winnipeg is actually still the Atlanta Thrashers, but <laughs> <laughs> Give me another one. Give me one more. That's a throwback. Devil Rays. The the Baltimore Rays. the Baltimore Colts. Oh, like a throwback that I use? <laughs> Baltimore Colts. Uh, I, oh, dude, I literally, I literally said Devil Rays today. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I do that or or uh, a Diamondbacks instead of uh, they're called I think officially the D backs. That is not official bullshit. Are you serious? I think so. Okay, that's lame. Uh, no, or you know what? Here's the real one: is stadiums. I call them the stadium from two two names ago. Oh, dude. Okay. So you're a local guy. Okay. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to spiral off for about two minutes, everybody. No, that I'm sorry. Naming rights is the biggest bullshit ever. It just drives me crazy. I grew up and I don't care what age you are, but the fact that during my lifetime, it was called candlestick. Then it was called monster park. Then it was called three com park. Then it was called, it was just like, Oh my God, nobody is calling it anything but the stick. Nobody is calling the arena or the tank. The, nobody's going to call it Compact Center, <laughs> HP Pavilion. There's a few people, they say SAP, but everybody that I know, they say, you know, the tank or the arena. That's all they I say. Know two, I know two people who call it SAP Center. Three, actually. Oh, okay. Are they paid to call it that? <laughs> Their names are Brazil, Han, hey! and Br- Br- That's what I'm saying. Concord Pavilion. <laughs> I've heard Concord Pavilion called Sleep Train Pavilion, Chronicle Pavilion. But no, it's yeah. where, where's that band playing? In Concord. You know, Oakland. It's a, Oracle, oh, Network they, Associates, it's, all those. It's I, like, no, where are they playing? No, they're playing in Oakland. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pl- I'm plenty okay with the venues making money. I just wish that they would stick to, you know, they, they always sign like a five-year or a 10-year naming rights deal. Just make sure that it never changes in those 10 years, yeah, right? Because but even that, it's just like. Because like like your favorite joint in the world, Oracle Park, has already had. Oh, Pac dude, Pac Bell, SBC. It's on its fourth name in, in 20 years. One years, 21 years. Yeah. It's once every five years. That's too much. That's so and silly. And SBC lasted like two seconds. Well, to, to, well, you're talking about four names in 20 years. Can we talk about SAP? You know, well, it was that's... San Jose Arena. Then it was yeah. like within the within like a seven year period, it went from San Jose Arena to Compact Center to HP Pavilion to SAP. It's just like a stop. Well, if I recall, I mean, it was San Jose Arena for a long time, and well, then I think to like ninety seven, ninety eight. Compact got bought by HP, so that yeah. there's that. Well, and just like just like Pac Bell got bought by AT and T, right? And SBC. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's just again. It's like I think the naming rights are the silliest thing on the planet. I cannot wait until Levi's. You know, whenever the 49ers venue is the 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 rights are bought by somebody else, and it's no longer Levi's, and it's 
I mean, we what all... if like a des- what if like a designer jean company came in and bought the name, you <laughs> like, know, like Jordash Arena? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jordash. Calvin Klein bu- Stadium. <laughs> bugle Bo- the, the Bugle Boys uh, Center or something. Lulu uh, Lemon. <laughs> oh, whoa! I'm all about. Hey, that's what this is. Hey, I'm no! all about that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the seven for all mankind uh, <laughs> stadium. I'm telling you. <sighs> all right, so uh, we got where the goalies are. I don't know who the hell is making these fucking odds to be a pair. With I mean, Reimer 13, Hill 11. I don't understand where the other 48 points come from, but sure. I think Pete DeBoer, Pete DeBoer came up with those numbers. <laughs> You're probably right. So hit, let, 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 can we get, can we like hit the gas and get, and just get right to the meat of this? Dude, I'm not saying that I'm, gonna, I'm not the saying brick I'm, I'm on the I'm, accelerator, bro. I'm not saying I'm going to fall asleep <laughs> in 15 <laughs> minutes, but I was also up at five this morning. So I, I actually might. And I, hold I, on, I just, what, I wanna... uh, hold on. Fuck are you five up more. Why are you My up son. at five in the, oh, okay. I'll give last, you that. Last night I was up at, uh, you trade off, you, you trade off with the wife and you're like, okay, I, I got him today. You do, got him yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, that's exactly it. There uh, you I was go. Up at tw- last night I was up at twelve thirty, one thirty, three thirty, and five. Christ, how? Isn't it was Max, not a good night. Isn't Max was, like four? Yeah, it was a rough night. Dear Lord, <laughs> it was just a rough. It was, a rough night. <laughs> it was a rough one. All right, you had a point to make. What was it? <laughs> Oh no! The point I, with the point was let's get on with it. No, yeah, yeah. No, I just, yeah, I want like I like let maybe let's uh let's get to some big picture thoughts here. Like, okay, this, so, this is a preview. All right, we talked then. about all the positions. All let, right, all right. Let's put it together. All right. So, how does this team handle the Kane situation? No Kane the out of this entire year. That's because that's how, where I'm how at. How do we? How do we even know? And until we get there, yeah, we it's know. impossible. I, I like I said before, it's it's nearly impossible. Or it's irresponsible to predict, to project timelines, yep. who did what, how, how that. Um, but uh, I think if you're the team, like just look at it from the from their perspective. Either at some point he's with you, or at some point you know that he will not be with you for the entire ride. All right. Um, I mean, it's it's just, and if and if you're and that's from the player perspective. Yeah. From from the team perspective, if you know uh, opportunities arise where he's not an employee of, of yours anymore, then you have <laughs> all of a sudden you, you've got some flexibility. Uh, but again, like those are obvious things that we're all thinking of in the back of our minds. Um, it's, it's really impossible to arrive at anything at this point. We, we are, we are literally in no man's land of, of knowing anything important or relevant. We're, we're in, we're, we're all Bob Bugner right now. <laughs> I have no comment because we don't know anything. Yeah, right. Okay, so I'm going to play uh, you, you all, for all of you that are still hanging with us, um, love that. Uh, do us a favor. See, I'm going, to, I'm going to play the whole Brody card here. Watch this. Subscribe to the channel so, and like this video. No, keep going. Uh, you can follow us on our podcast. It's on Apple, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. And is that iHeartRadio? Is yes, that what that is? Yes. Uh, it's always available at TealTownUSA.com. Dot com. Oh, you know what? I should put on my auto tune here. I've got auto tune. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm talking about mine, not these guys. Oh, okay. Uh, there you go. Where's Puck guy, by the way? Who? He was too big time. I'm us? sorry. Who? Anyway, uh, so the shark stats for the last season. Let's play a little game, jerk. 
Brody. Better or worse, last year, the Sharks, 25th in the NHL with a 2.61 goals for higher or lower this season, Brody. Uh, it's got to be higher. I, I I think their scoring last year was, I mean, wildly inconsistent, but generally a lot lower, and, and it does not match the capabilities of that roster on paper. That's probably the best way to put it. Jerk um, man. So, yeah, that's what I think. I, I, I think it's it's going to be better for, on, on, on the one hand, like it was – not great last year, so I, I I think law of averages says it'll probably go up a little bit, but well, also at the same time I think the personnel on this team is better, or if at least it's not better, it's different, and I think you're gonna see a lot of guys, especially the guys who've been here for the last couple of years, have something to prove in the goal scoring department, specifically Timo Meyer, specifically Kevin LeBanc, and I mean. I yeah. just think, like I said, I'm mainly focused on law of averages. Like law of averages says it's probably going to be better, but I also think you're going to have a lot of guys who have something to prove. And by that logic, I think it'll be better um, on that case as Dude, well. LeBanc, Plus, how about how about the power play? Even if the power play what, is Dude, like, we're going to get to that. Oh, sorry. A couple notches better. <laughs> like that is going to push you well past the what you said, 206 mark. Sorry, right. my bad. My bad. All right, puck guy on the chat. So, over here, buddy. Hey, what up, buddy? Hey, puck guy. <laughs> Yeah, we'll 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 uh, just forget that whole like incident that happened like in the last three or four weeks where like Brody came out and was like, "Yeah, fuck guy, I like talking to you more than AJ." But anyway, uh, so that. goals against three point five, tied for 29th. The Sharks do better or worse, Brody? Two or fewer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Christ Almighty. Um, <laughs> two or fewer, <laughs> and you know this, man. So let me let me put it to you like this: You guys know me as a, I've been heavily controversial in my opinions that the the problems with the Sharks going back three years ago started with team defense. It snuck into the goalies. Then honestly, last year I think the goalies were probably the worst part or worse in the issue. But if they keep putting their goalies, Aiden Hill and James Reimer, in odd man rushes constantly in uh, you know second and third net front chances if they keep putting their goalies in those fires they're going to get burnt too this is truly the year with a fresh slate you're going to find out if your team defensively not just the blue line if your entire team is better defensively or if it was a goalie issue and you've improved in that area so we're going to get that sorted out but i i would have to believe that because of one or the other or both that uh it's going to be it's going to be a significant I actually think, I mean, we talked about why their goals should be higher this year. Yeah. I think their goals against is going to improve actually more than their goals for. What? What? How did we lose your camera? What, what happened? I don't know. Like, it, it, it can also, you hear me? It, it, oh, I can hear you. Really? But for some reason, the camera went away. Like, it just has a little Skype logo. That's very weird. Hmm. Let, me, let me see if I can I'll whip it out. Let, let, let the jerk jump in. For yeah, a jerk. So, jerk man goals against three and a half, tied for twenty nine. Hey. And he's back. Did I really hit Apple Shift K to turn that off? Oh, That's oh. not possible. It's oh, it turned shit. off. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Let's take you out to Lake Look at Tahoe. this. Yeah, and now we have Lake Tahoe, where if you are a talk hockey jerk fan, he's going to be pissed off telling you about playing hockey on the lake. Anyway, um, 
So, Jerk, goals against last season. 3.5 tied for 29th. Better or worse? I think they're going to be better just on the principle that the goaltending is better. Um, nope. If you have a better goalie, uh, a smart person would say that you'll <laughs> let in less goals. Um, smart person? I know words. But, I have the best words. What are you, Curtis Brown over there? <laughs> but also, I think, <laughs> I, I, I think oh. so far in the preseason games that have been on TV, you know, we've seen the Sharks make more of an effort to commit to not leaving the goalies hang out to dry, whether it's Hill or whether it is Reimer. And so I think you're getting more of the the skaters to buy in to keeping the puck away from the goalie. I think kind of what we talked about earlier with the defenseman, where it's like it's not so much about the big three anymore. You have Ferraro, who's going to play big minutes, Kanijov, maybe Hataka. These guys are more defensively minded. So by that logic, you know, they're going to, as I said, buy into keeping the puck away from the goalie. And I I think it can't be said enough, so I'm going to say it again, but <laughs> both goalies are better. Like that right. alone should tell you that so, not well, as many goals will be scored. Do you, I mean, both goalies are better. We're talking about Aaron Dell who couldn't stay with Toronto. Got demoted. You guys want to know the real shame is that I only came up on frozen knowledge like last winter. What the so fuck all is this frozen? Air- what? <laughs> what the fuck is frozen? What are you talking the about? The city of Arendelle? You don't know about that? Frozen? No. no. Let it go. Let it go. No? No. He's 100 years old. He wouldn't Oh, know. my God, AJ. Oh, you fuck don't know you, jerk. <laughs> fuck you. You don't know frozen? It, this is some sort of like... Is Hold on. Wait a minute. Have D- you been around a young person? Bro, in the last it's a five Disney years? movie. Okay, so okay, let me tell you Anna two things. Elsa? Two things. Olaf? Two things. First off, I'm I've never been a Disney fan. I am a Warner Brothers guy. You, you give me Bugs Bunny, fan, Daffy or... Duck, Foster uh, Foghorn Leghorn, I'm all about that. Disney, I've always hated Disney, never gotten it. It doesn't work for me. That being said, I do own stock in Disney, so whatever Brody's <laughs> talking about, if if it like makes it... me money, I'm fine. I'm gonna just demonetize your video here and play it on the on the microphone, right? But uh, yeah, jerk, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, the sing the whole Mando. fucking song, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, get my channel it's, totally screwed. Go ahead. That's the thing. You don't you don't have to be a Disney fan to have heard <laughs> right. of that movie, right? No, I've heard anyway. of, I've heard of the movie Frozen, but what the hell is Brody talking about? The Arendelle city is... in Frozen is called Arendelle. Okay, I've never seen it. Yep. You don't have. How to the see fuck would I like know Arendelle. this? Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's move on to the special team, shall we? Okay, power play. Fucking Aaron Dunn. Jesus Christ. Power play. 14% over the course of the 50-some-odd games. 29th in the league. Penalty kill, 80%. 14th in the league. Now, Drew Remenda. Loser. Who? Drew Remenda will tell you that those numbers, the percentage... Needs to add up to 100 or better. Last season for the Sharks, it was 94%. For those of you who may be interested, not good. So it looks... uh, Now, Brody, I don't know how much attention you've paid to these preseason games. Uh, I mean, clearly you're not paying attention to me because you're playing Nintendo, but... It's uh, <laughs> my model. It's my my uh, four, four topper, four Can, topper. Yeah, oh, what do you, you what do you got going, buddy? I, I got a, a little bit of federation. Bro- Zero charisma is what I've got. Finished going it right off. Now. See, I'm hey, done. I... All right. Um, 
But look, the the power play, not great last season. But if you looked at what is going on in this preseason, they've definitely changed some stuff up. They've got Eklund sliding down the wall. They've got Couture playing as a bumper. They've switched up the lines on the blue. So John McClain. Oh shit. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> um no, so I think it's look, I, I would even take as bad as it was statistically last year. I would take it so long as even if they didn't score, they actually gained momentum on the power plays. They a lot of times last year, way too many times, didn't get a single shot on goal on that power play. How does that happen? <sighs> um, get me started. It's gotta. It's how many it's, times I, did you say that to Curtis? And Curtis was like, "I don't want to talk about that." Yeah, no, it's gotta. <laughs> it's gotta. It's gotta improve its impact in the game. And if it does that, the stats are going to come with it. So. This is another one where we talk about, you know, how better, yes, it's got to be significantly better. But at the very least, it has to look better to the eye than it does actually make a difference with the stats. I know that sounds crazy, but I'd rather see it improve to my eyes in the gameplay, in the game flow, than their, 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 their conversion rate. Although right. I know this, it's a it's a results based industry, but I I need to see it look better, and have a bigger impact in games, and also to know that other teams can't just take advantage of you, trip you, push you, hook you, whatever, and and get away with it because they're like, yeah, well, we'll go in the box. You're not doing anything with this, you know. That's that's more important. Yeah, and I felt like there was a decent amount of uh, shorties, <laughs> at least oh. shorty chances oh. at the very least. Jerk. No, I, I I like that you mentioned about having a having a power play that's intimidating because I can remember going back to like when Todd McClellan was the coach, like that power play steps on the ice and it's oh, like we're screwed. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the, the oh, other team is screwed. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh damn, like we got to contend with this power play. Yep. So I I'll be honest with you, I I really thought the power play was going to hover around the same spot only because. Um, you know, John McClain was the assistant coach covering the power play in Arizona the last few years, and Arizona's power play has been atrocious, atrocious as well. And so I was kind of nervous, like, is this really, you know, you know, uh, what is it, you know, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other? But <laughs> so far, you know, so far, and like I said, you know, we've, you know, the the first game in Vegas that the Sharks played. Like I was there, I got to see a power play goal. You know, they have the game against Anaheim, the second game against Vegas, all, you know, on TV, you can watch these things and the power plays looked good. I think in an ideal scenario, they would have liked their conversion rate to be a bit higher, but to Brody's point, even if they're not scoring on the power play, they're making things happen where maybe they get a goal when the power play expires. Maybe the crowd is buzzing and that gets them over the hump on the next shift. You know, even if it's not, you know, say you're 0 for 3 on the power play but you've scored a goal at the expiration of every power play like you can definitely say the power play contributed to that goal even though it's not going to show that on the score sheet and so i think you know i'm i've sort of turned the other way where i think it is going to be better you know and i'm not going to sit here and tell you it'll be top 10 but i don't think they're going to be anywhere close to dead last well i i mean you're obvious things are going to change because you have dis- different personnel sure you know Eklund, dolan barabanov whoever that's obviously going to change things. So 
again, I go back to Remenda. What? Please. Hold on. Who? Oh! There you go. I go back to Remenda and I said that, hey, those numbers have to equate 100 or more. Let's see if the Sharks are going to be able to do that. Based on what I've seen in the preseason, I think they've definitely been trying to change things up. Like I said, they've got Couture in a bumper position versus being down low. They're they're trying to put Weatherby with his fat ass uh, right in front of the goalie, which I like that, trying to disrupt it. It seems like for the last few years, power play one, power play two, it's kind of like, Okay, power play one tried to run a, a, a play and it didn't work. So we're going to put out power play two and watch them run the same play. And it's not going to work. And I feel like that's different this year. It's like power play one goes out there, tries something that they've been coached in that doesn't work. Okay, fine. Let's put out power play two that is going to do try to do something totally different. I like that. I like that. What I forget what the movie jerk you'll know. I like that shit. So anyway, I dig that. The other thing, face-offs, 48% last season, tied for 24th. All right. Again, that's not good, but that's Hurdle and Couture taking a lot of defensive face-offs because Gambrell, Donato, Gregor, whoever could not get the shit done. The win percentage when scoring first, the Sharks were 46th percentile. That was 28th. That shit needs to end. And I think, like you were saying, Hill and Reimer are going to fix that. We can all go back to the game against the Washington Capitals. If I remember correctly, the Sharks are now the only NHL team to score an empty net goal and fucking lose. That That did happen. Yeah. That's not good, my friends. (laughs) So, for me, there are literally three things to pay attention to this season. I'll start with you, Brody. Rebounding. It's the big three on defense. And when I say the big three, of course, I'm talking about the big money guys, Vlasic, Burns, and Carlson. It's do we see a bounce back from Meyer? And when I say bounce back, kind of two years. Like, Meyer needs to come back. But it's Meyer, it's LeBanc. There are some people that will say Couture, but I feel like Couture has dealt with a lot of injuries, so I'm not going to go there. Also because I'm literally wearing a jersey with his name on the back of it, and you have his website. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but no, it comes back to Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic. Can those guys bounce back, be the players that we need them to be? Can we see Timo Meyer be the guy that we all projected a couple years ago to be a 30-goal scorer? Can LeBanc bounce back and be that guy? Like, you remember when LeBanc and Sorensen both put up 17 and in the well, offseason, Doug Wilson was like, yeah, these 20 go scores. Uh, uh, in the Las Vegas comeback, did Who? Kevin LeBanc, did Kevin <laughs> LeBanc not uh, tally a point in all, all four of those goals? Four? But, hey, every one of us can have one good game. No, I mean, I, I, know, I, I mean saying, look, like, we've all seen... The three of us on this panel have had zero good NHL games. Well, <laughs> no, but my whole thing being is that... <laughs> I had uh, a good broadcaster, too. <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah, how, many, is... how many broadcasts have there been? And Curtis Brown had, like, a good one. A good, a good game? No, a good broadcast. Oh, he doesn't have those. Here, let's ask our friend. I think Drew there Amanda. was one. Let's see what Drew would say. <laughs> well, you know, you got to be a critical player in a critical game, in a key moment in a hockey game. 
And I'm going to drink a Pepsi right now. <laughs> well, friends. <laughs> By the way, when you guys talk to him again, you got to, now that the Bond franchise is like over or whatever, what Daniel Craig is done, you got to ask him about his fascination with Daniel Craig. <laughs> this guy. Well, hold on. Can loves I? Loves Daniel well, Craig. He has loved him for years. Well, see, the last, I mean, if you what was it like two years ago, I I talked to Drew and then what about twenty minutes in, I surprised him with you. Oh yeah, that's right. May, maybe I need to talk to you and twenty minutes and surprise you with him. I would just hang up though. Like I don't need. To- <laughs> <laughs> we had you know what last year was great and we got to hang out and talk to him. I'm like all right. I remember what this was like. I've had enough. Thank you. Oh, goodbye. Bullshit. Hey, yeah, you know what? I- Hold on. Before we get there too deep is. into this. There he Hold is. Hold on. I don't know yeah. if you can. T- I don't know if you can talk about this at all. What mm-hmm. the fuck is going on with uh, t- <clears throat> Jerk? T- I think you t- was it you. Somebody said that whole thing on awful announcing that like Fanatics is trying to buy up all the fucking Sinclair regional sports networks. I have no idea. Uh, I saw that. I saw a link to that earlier yeah, today. What I, the hell is that about? I have no clue what that's about um for, didn't for i'm all drawing you... the shark drawing the sharks logo <laughs> here by the way didn't they just get yeah i mean they just got bought too right the re well yeah sinclair didn't they sinclair oh, bought oh, all the was Bally's? that ba- well no 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 i thought sinclair was bally's it is yes uh, because when disney bought fox they would have been hit with right. a monopoly so they had to spin right. off all of the fox sports channels right. right so that and that was within the last two or so years and then the the name change uh to bally's was you know that that's a that's a naming rights deal right Christ so almighty. so so let me is. let me ask you this when you first started with the sharks was it fox sports net or was it comcast uh it was comcast it was a year after so, i think they, after they the fox the yeah, the yeah. Fox transition, and then the yeah, they NBC they thing. hired they hired about a hundred and fifty new production people. Uh, <laughs> really? The year after, yeah, and I was one of them. And I think uh, since then, since that batch of expansion and hiring, I I think there may be for a while there was less than ten. I think there might be about five originals remaining. You know, it's a wow, it's a volatile well, and we're, we're we are 13 years removed from it too so. <laughs> like it's not like it was 13 days it's been a while yeah but uh, i was just i'm just wondering the whole idea of you know with nbcs you know the the major national quote unquote conglomerate uh you know with them being out of it i just i want to know what is happening with the uh, oh christ i actually don't even know to be honest <laughs> with you Oh, did you not know I was drawing all that the whole time? <laughs> Drew loves Pepsi. Uh, he does. He does. It's what happens. Uh, so with that, I think we can probably wrap up. Brody and I are going to talk for probably another 20 minutes or so after this. But uh, thank you guys so much for watching, as we always do, in case you missed it. Catch Teal Town USA everywhere. If you miss the show, you can always catch it again. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart. Everything is always available at Teal Town USA, so you can find it there. But the big thing, it's always available on our YouTube 
channel. So go find it there, subscribe there, and we would really appreciate it. So I'm going to uh, do my normal exit cue. So Brody, you're going to be back on camera here in about two seconds. Uh, final thoughts, famous last words. If you want to promote your own YouTube channel, mm, absolutely. Exactly what I was thinking about. I was going to say, go ahead. Are and you do guys that. are you guys at ten thousand yet? Because I'm oh I'm so desperate. For oh 10K. really? Oh <laughs> my god, we're desperate oh, for twenty five hundred. Really. Yeah, That's no, right. we're, we're at 2,400. We would like 2,500. But hey, yeah, no, 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 quality, go ahead, quality, go ahead. Just, just sit here and, you know, swing your big rooster all over the place and be like, yeah, eight 10, years ago, eight bitches. Year, eight years ago today, that comment, by the way. Um, mm. I don't know if you knew that. Not today, yesterday. Oh, yesterday. No, we put it on our Twitter. That's my, that's my life right there. Day right. late, dollar short. Uh, no, look. <laughs> love to see everybody for the season i'm excited about it um i i think there are enough interesting things to talk about this year like we've we've got we've got some movement we've got hopefully the ship turning the direction a little bit um i'm excited about it and i'm gonna do more this year on social media youtube i'm, I'm really making a push there i might quit twitter at some point i might but uh i'm sorry what i don't know it's just I call it's bullshit on that. It's a display of stupidity every day. It's a display. It's a display of stupidity. I would agree with you, but and it's not reflective of, of, the real, of the real world. But it's know? a fantastic like, promotional tool. People don't go know, go say all go that stuff in real life. No, no, no. But that's how you do. It. Go full Pavelski. You never read anything. You just post the tweet, and that's it. And you never look at the I'm, responses. I've looked at the responses like ten times no, on this no. uh, on this live stream. No, say no. Never look at the responses. <gasps> well, what did Curtis have to say? I don't know. Somebody sent me a picture. There you go. I don't know. It's not showing up. It could be bad too. So <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, you know, you know where to find me. That's all I got. Uh, Jerkman. So hello. <laughs> as i as i usually say uh i'm i'm not gonna sit here and tell you the sharks will be a playoff team but i think they could be a playoff team i think they've made they enough improvements um you know with the forwards they've picked up obviously i think the goaltending is better as well the defense i'm i'm still a bit wary on but as i've said you know i do like <laughs> ferraro kanizhov and hataka if he can stick around and i feel so like I, for I, you the defense this year versus last year hold on gold jacket green jacket who gives a shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think all around, I think this team is better than it was last year. And I'm I'm really, as a fan, hoping, but as somebody who can critically analyze this team, I'm thinking that they will take advantage of the Pacific Division not being the strongest division in the NHL right now. And I, and I think, you know, again, I'm not going to say they will make the playoffs, but they definitely could. I don't think this is going to be another last place team. I'll tell you that. And uh, that's really all I have to say. Follow me on Twitter <laughs> at hockey underscore jerk. If you so desire to do so, if you don't want to, I don't care. It's almost midnight <laughs> on a weekday. Hey, now, 
Well, see, and the other thing is, uh, you know, Twitter has opened up that venue where you can pay for stuff. So look forward to at hockey underscore jerks slash VIP. Look forward to at Brody NBCSS slash VIP. Because Wait, what? Oh, do, don't you know? Like, Twitter is offering the ability that you can essentially monetize your Twitter channel. So there's really? like some stuff you can throw out there and be like, yeah, okay, all you guys can see this, but this is my deep oh. thoughts, so you got to pay for this. Oh, it's coming, baby. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever do that. I don't know. Oh, it's uh, okay. You don't do it? Please I like do, me it, I like do me a favor. Do me a favor. Giving it out for free, you know? No, that's okay, a, that's... you. You give it out for free. Please, please. The do network me. might frown do on that. This. Who knows? Do me this favor. Yeah. I need to pay for Doc Brown 37. I need to pay for Oh, that. we'll definitely. <laughs> you want you want the password to the account? I mean, I, it's on my phone. You want? That's what I'm looking for, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, how about this? I'll just sell you the account. Five bucks is yours. <laughs> Here's Curtis a couple years ago. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get on there. Oh, can you give me like 10,000 followers? <laughs> He's like, I'll take it over at ten thousand. Oh, he uh, he break. right now is. He's I'm not gonna on, lie, dude. He talked to. He oh, he's got thirty nine hundred. All right, hold on. How many do you have? How many followers do I have? Yeah, if he if Doc Brown's got thirty nine hundred, you have to have like thirty nine thousand. Um, sixty eight thousand seven hundred. Oh shit. Oh, okay. See, there you go. That's all I'm saying. No, here's the really <clears throat> now here here's the really fucked up thing. Like three, four years ago, somewhere in there, Eric, for those of you watching at home, playing at home, Puck Guy 14, Eric was at Shark's Ice in like early September, ran in to Curtis because uh -oh. he was he was doing, you know, something with the uh the junior, junior sharks. sharks. Yeah. And uh He's like, hey, I have an idea. We could play a really fun joke on either Brody or Randy. Here's this. And and Curtis said, yeah, yeah, here's my number. Give me a call. And Eric called him with the idea for the gag, and Curtis never picked up the goddamn phone. <laughs> did he at least give did did Curtis at least give him the right number or did did he pull that trick? I have no idea. We, we, Eric, are you still on? Well, the, let's say on let's just say Curtis's number here on YouTube. His oh, number shit. is four zero eight six two four. No, I'm just kidding. I, Brody, I don't know anybody's Brody phone number. Brazil. Yeah, we do, we try to lay the audio on top of it so nobody knows. Hold on. When All it, right, when fellas. It, when it comes to uh, Curtis Brown, what? Fuck that guy. There you go. That's a very Canadian way <laughs> wow. to say. It. That's... This, this whole stream just got like really angry. <laughs> oh shit! I, oh shit! At like the hour mark, man. My soundboard is a little different from yours. So, wow. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for checking us out. This was our San Jose Sharks preview. Uh, if you ever miss the show, want to catch it again, you can find it on all of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes podcast, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. You know how to find a podcast. But you can find everything at tealtownusa.com. Thank you so much to Hockey Jerk at Hockey underscore Jerk. Thank you so much 
to Brody Brazil at Brody NBCSS. Um, he's too busy trying to figure out how to take a four top out of a single. That's okay. Go ahead. and with that we will catch you all the pucknologist gonna be here not on october 17th because that's only one game but the week after and we might if you're a hockey jerk we might have to sit there and go you know what there are some players that remind us of halloween candy and we're going to talk about that so thanks so much for watching after the San Francisco Giants took a 2-1 right. lead. I'm out of here. That's it. That's Thank it. you, guys.